Hey, y'all. Welcome to Preaching to the Choir podcast with your host, me, Jen Randall. Welcome back to season five, you guys. I am so excited to drop these episodes for you. Uh, We're going to do them weekly on Fridays, and um, it's going to be a summer's worth of content for you, for your ears, for your mind to get ready to go back to school again in the fall. But we're not talking about that yet. It's too early. (laughs) It's too early in the summer. Today's episode features Eric Hayes and Mara Cohen. They are the co-founders of Project 360 and 5678 Apparel. They are also choreographers who work together and collaborate together. Because every episode this season really falls under the theme of collaboration. People who are already partners in collaboration. People who collaborate just based on their circumstance. Um, Because collaboration is really an important key component of our community that sometimes we just don't think enough about, honestly. So uh, come with me on the journey of learning more about collaboration through some just awesomely amazing, interesting interviews this summer. And I hope you enjoy. Let's get started. my husband was like who are you interviewing and I was like well we're friends and he was like oh where'd you guys meet I was like well the internet so like we don't really know each other in person but I know <laughs> okay that's the show choir world right I know I feel like so many of us are even if we haven't met we know a lot about each other and yeah it's like it's like I always Mara and I always joke it's literally like two degrees of separation in show yes. choir like if you don't know someone you definitely know someone that knows them so it's definitely not six, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's so like two, maybe three on a good day. And most of us know each other through like three people. Like it's it's yes. also just that very like small grouping of humans that yes. we're all like, oh, you clearly know blank. So obviously. Yes, um, for sure. I feel like my six degrees or two degrees with, well, with Mara anyway, is Tori for sure. Um, yes. Yeah, like, and so that applies for both of you. I was like, well, that's, yes. that's our If you know Tori, one. then we we understand yes <laughs> so what is your guys's path like individually to being a show choir professional like and and then also what is your professional role inside of show choir yeah. world? what do you feel like is like kind of your thing so we'll start with eric um well my path to show choir for all the listeners my name is eric and um eric hayes and i'm a choreographer professionally show choir is not the only thing that i do but it is a main a main kind of like part of my year every year. Uh, my path to show choir started in high school, like many other professionals or many other people. I was mm-hmm. in a show choir in high school here in Indianapolis, um, born and raised here. Um, and I was like, I think I started show choir my eighth grade year, actually. I was in eighth grade, my first time I ever got exposed to any sort of like singing and dancing on stage, on risers, context. What high school did you go to? Lawrence Central High School. It's on the northeast, it's a northeast suburb. That's where my mom went to high school. <laughs> my grandparents lived like a mile from there my whole childhood that is the wow they I lived in the never... arbors little like yeah condos. No, I, was, 
Uh, yeah, it's right. It's literally like I have a block away from the high school. Yes, but it's still there. Yes, we used to go walk there all the time at the high school track because it was like right next door. Right, right past Belzer Middle School. It's right Belzer Middle School. That's where my mom went to. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Well, I went there. I that's bizarre. From, Continue. <laughs> I know. I grew up in the north on the northeast suburbs of Indianapolis, yep. so Lawrence area. I went to Lawrence Central. Um, my first show choir experience was in eighth grade, eighth grade choir, and it, we were just a feeder for the high school group. Yeah. And that was the first time I had ever sung and danced on stage or anything like that. In sure. terms of like show choir, I grew up singing. My family is, um, I've come from a family of singers, mostly, um, I have a lot of, uh, mostly from church and things like that. My father's a yeah. teacher, he's a singer, so I just kind of always had that. Yeah. And then um, I got into show choir my sophomore year of high school, and it just kind of snowballed from there I never really set out to be a choreographer per mm -hmm. se um I've been taking I've been taking studio dance since I was a kid so okay. it, that was the main thing that I did um and so it just seems like a healthy kind of like balance of two things I liked singing mm -hmm. which came so naturally to me being from a musical family and family of singers but also I started taking dance when I was eight years old so yeah it just was kind of a marriage of those two. And then I kind of found a love for it, just being like, oh, I can do this every day at school, in school, and like go compete. And again, coming from a studio where you do dance competitions, like the competition aspect of it was very enticing to me as well, because yeah. when you grow up in that, and I'm sure you know, and Mara is, will tell you, she, we kind of come from very similar backgrounds with that, but it just is kind of a mixture of everything that you like about performing. Um, I, so I was in show, show choir in high school, and then I studied theater, musical theater in college. And um, the kind of, I went to Roosevelt University. Okay. And um, the story of me getting into choreography was basically, I was taking a break from performing. And I was taking a break yeah. from, <laughs> from- Tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? From the hustle and bustle of performing, I worked really hard and um, um, just decided to take a break. and. I did a show and my old high school, one of my old high school directors saw me in the show. And she oh. said, what are you even doing back here? And I said, oh, well, you know, I said, oh, well, I'm taking a little break, but um, I came to Indianapolis to take a break and ended up doing a show, which yeah. was kind of the crazy thing. And she saw me in the show and she was like, oh, you know, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, well, I came back to Indianapolis. I'm taking a break. I'm trying to see what my next steps are going to yeah. be. And um, it, it kind of worked out because in the kind of the, that part of my performing career or that part of my performing time, I was starting to do a lot of like dance captaining and a lot of associate stuff and was starting mm -hmm. to just create a little bit more. So maybe when you're younger like that, you don't see kind of like the like light bulb that's like, oh, something's going to switch here or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so then she saw me in the show and she is, and she, in verbatim, she said, oh, well, since you're not doing anything after this show's <laughs> over, you can just come and choreograph the fall show. Can I? <laughs> and I was like, I was like 22, 20. Yeah, I was like 22 or 23 at the time. And she was like going to pay me really, really well. Yep. And I was like, oh, I have work. Like I can go choreograph. And, and then it just snowballed. She said, oh, well, you can choreograph this stuff for Christmas too. And, yeah. and then it just kind of turned into that. I started assisting back at my old high school. Um, and then I, eventually a couple years later, after um, some time, and I had done freelancing stuff for a lot of different programs, but just decided, yeah, I'm gonna go out on my own. I'm gonna try to make this a thing and make this happen. And it, that's just kind of how it started. It was a very kind of natural thing. I that's one thing I'm proud of. It really was a natural progression. I didn't necessarily yeah. have to force anything, but I had to work really, really hard to get to where I am. It did yeah, not come, it didn't come overnight. 
Um, so that's kind of how I got into choreographing. And I just, I learned a lot and I built myself up and I, I did the work, man. Like I worked really, really hard to get where I am. People always ask, like the kids all, that we work with are always like, what do you have to do to be a choreographer? And Mara and that... I are like, um, do you want to work? Because if you don't want to work, you should not be a I... choreographer. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you, I, it's the one thing that we impress on. We'll talk about it more, I'm sure later, but it's the one thing we impress on not just, you know, our brand ambassadors for our brand, but for all mm -hmm. the kids we work with, you have to actually want to do the work. If you yes. don't want to do the work, you don't want to do it. And then, but that's really the kind of the basic story. And then I, Mara and I can explain how we kind of hooked up as well yeah. and started working together because I know collaboration is something that you're really big into. This mm -hmm, season, so. Mm -hmm. so that's the basic idea. Well, I mean, I love that the arc is so like, I feel like we were talking about how we're of kind of the same generation. Yes. Like I'm certainly an elder millennial and I think you're yes. more of an elder, but I'm almost a zenial. And like yeah. Mara, you're like, yeah, I'm a little bit younger millennial, but like, I feel like there's this whole time frame of people who are professionals in show choir that are the millennial age group mm -hmm. where we grew up watching people who were doing it but we're like the second generation of it yes. like the people who did it before us that were our directors and our choreographers that was like first gen stuff like the yeah, 70s sure. early 80s early mm -hmm. 90s and so like we were the first group that like purposely went out seeking mm -hmm. jobs in this quote mm -hmm. career field because it wasn't a thing well, the other that. interesting thing that uh, to piggyback off of that is that when we're in the middle of it, and you can probably attest to this too, when you're in the middle of it, like in back in high school mm -hmm. and early college, like you didn't know that you were still kind of in the very early, I didn't no, feel like I was same. in the early stages because mm -hmm. I knew so many people that had come through like yep. my choir already and like, you know, but mm -hmm. so many of those directors had been doing that for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And so many of those choreographers were some of the first that yep. really started like doing and putting on the map. So mm -hmm. I definitely agree that you really are only seeing maybe like a second gen right now and yeah. you're starting to see kind of like the formation of the third generation yeah. coming up which I've i think is a really interesting point that are like yeah. doing it like professionally and doing it well oh, like yeah. just I now have, i have kids that i've taught choreography or been at their school and they're like oh i'm studying music ed and they are just now graduating and getting yeah. jobs and you know that type of thing so it's really interesting that's an interesting point that you brought up <laughs> it's coming okay yeah. mara you get to talk finally now mara is also here um <laughs> Um, I'm Mara Silver. <laughs> I am a choreographer based in Indianapolis. I'm from Indy. I, Eric grew up on the Northeast side. I grew up on the South side. Which yeah, high school did you South. go to? I went to Franklin Central. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm an FC grad. FC singers. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Brad Gardner baby, Andrew Knott baby for sure. Nice. Um, so I wouldn't say my path was to show choir. I definitely think my path was more to dance. Yeah. Um, I grew up in a studio. I started taking dance when I was two mm -hmm. and um, grew up in a studio. I actually ended up leaving my studio um, just because I wanted to try show choir. And yeah, I was in the FC Singers and I just kind of like grew to love it. And um, Brad Garner will do that to you. He makes yeah. you love anything. Um, and when I graduated high school, I actually went to college to play softball on a scholarship. And so random from this conversation crazy, right? this far. The story is so crazy. <laughs> so I played my okay. year, um, outfielder, definitely like little Impressive. left. Um, and then I just hated it. I met my best friends there, but I, I hated softball. I just wasn't good anymore. I felt like I really peaked in high school. Sure. And so I transferred to um, Ball State University yeah. and um, got into the dance program. 
as a minor. Okay. Um, so I actually have a degree in education, early education and child development. Okay. Um, so I majored in that, minored in dance and took dance classes, ballet. I was in a dance group at Ball State, just like a student led thing. And mm-hmm. um, my friend Haley and I, we choreographed for that. And so there you go. The first, like, she's the first person I ever really collaborated with. And yeah. she's amazing. She lives in LA now. She's famous. It's fine. <laughs> um, she we love that story. <laughs> um, but after I graduated high school, I told Andrew and Brad that I wanted to choreograph. So the first school I ever did was Andrew Knopf's alma mater, Michigan City High School. Oh. The director that he had, um, Mr. Keenan. And so that was really special. And FC just kept bringing me in to do like yeah. stuff. And um, like, we always talk about how much their program has changed and grown. Mm-hmm. Like I was in it. Um, and so anyways, fast forward, I go to Ball State and um, I'm getting ready to graduate. I'm applying for teaching jobs and I just really don't want to teach. And yeah. um, I met Eric when I was a senior in high, a senior in high school because I didn't go to camp my junior year and he okay. was a choreographer for our camp. And he was, he taught us and he was like, Hey, you're really good. And I was like, thank you. And we kind of just like stayed friends. Yeah. Took an interest in me and we stayed in touch. Like I'd see him at show choir contests and like say hi. And like, we just became friends over the years. Um, And so throughout Ball State, I would leave the school on the weekends and go assist him like on Saturdays. Um, Nice. um, Yeah, I got to start kind of a long time ago I got to be in the room with him I remember the first group I assisted him with was Pendleton okay and like looked at me and was like Pendleton Heights High School he looked at me he was like are you good and I was like yeah I'm good I just started teaching (laughs) um and so yes question mark (laughs) I I did that for I think like two years in college and then when I was graduating he was like hey like do you want to come full-time on as my assistant yeah so I did. I did part-time as assistant and I taught four years at a studio um, okay. up in a uh, near Muncie, Indiana, Winchester. It's called Inspire. I spent four years there and I taught all the technique. Okay. I choreographed a lot. Um, and then when it was kind of my time to leave there, um, I was like, hey, like I'm ready to go like full-time. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like we can split like evenly make the same amount of money. I feel like yes. I have experience, the tools. So I spent a lot of time working around people that just lifted me up and yeah, Eric was pretty much already established. So mm-hmm. I kind of got in there, but, um, and I'm always super thankful and grateful for that, but I just hope that, you know, ever since we've just kind of like come together and been better. So that I wouldn't say like, I, I wouldn't say like it was my path to show choir. I always knew I wanted to dance. I love, I think my, I think I'm a, like, I just love to teach and yeah. so it wasn't like show choir studio dance. It was like, what can I teach and what can I educate on dance? And so that was really important to me. And then it led to show choir where, you know, it's just taken off and I mm-hmm. have the world. So, <laughs> well, okay. Since Eric brought it up, I mean, we can talk about it now. Let's talk about that now, which is that both of you discuss having a studio dance background. Both of you discuss lots of years of either apprenticing or working under people or with people and things like that. I think that that's, uh, you're, you're talking about how, when you talk about uh, your ambassadors, which we'll talk about the brand in a second in case you don't yes, know what we're we talking will talk about. about it soon. Don't worry, we will talk about it. But I mean, when you're talking about the teenagers that you're working with, or like I get asked questions like that by college kids a lot too, like, how do you get into this? I mean, there's, 
obviously there's the path of if you're wanting to go towards being a director there is only one answer and you get a degree in music ed mm-hmm. um and or, or in music and then you you know get your alt cert or whatever mm-hmm. but like there has to be some foundational background there on that side of things mm-hmm. just like I get really passionate about feeling like and not, not, as not a dancer like as not mm-hmm. a dancer <laughs> I get very passionate about feeling like there needs to be some fundamental background if you're wanting mm-hmm. to do choreography it's lovely that you enjoyed it in high school and that you had a good time dancing and there are kids <laughs> that pick it up when they're 16 and are like mm-hmm. savants I'm not saying there's not but going forward as a choreographer with no training whatsoever no fundamental background not sustainable no uh uh-uh, like you're yeah well talk about that it's not sustainable well, Mar and I talk about it a lot because, and I don't mean to say, I don't, I try not to sound like elitist when I talk about it because I don't want people to think that you have to come from a certain background or you have to have this training, you have to have that, you have to know this terminology or whatever. I will say the fact that both individually and collectively, Mar and I have a really great grasp of so many of those different types of elements yes. that makes us stronger choreographers. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that we, and like, obviously with my background in performing, mm-hmm. hers is in teaching and being in a studio. Um, and I, she's done much more teaching in a studio than I have so much mm-hmm. more than like more of that classical kind of like dance mm-hmm. studio level teaching. Um, but I think the biggest thing that she and I talk about particularly is just that you can't possibly call yourself a choreographer or a creator if there's no basis of like just general movement facility Mm -hmm. technique like basic skills Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i find to be not necessarily like problematic but that i think is like "Mm, maybe just something to maybe consider is that there's a lot of times people say they want to create and do this thing and they want to stay in show choir but they don't necessarily want to do the work as far as like laying a framework for being for being a creator you know they want to stay in the social construct i feel like it's not always about the creativity oh my gosh that's that's such a great way to say it. i think because you and you know this again we were talking about just kind of like our ages the social construct and the social aspect of show Mm -hmm. fires one of the things that makes it so connected is because people because it's such a generally it's a really great community to be a part of Mm -hmm. so i think people get stuck in that and because they you know sometimes students or people see these choreographers and they think that like Mar and I always had laughed because they're like I think people think we just walk into rehearsal like <laughs> off the street like we just get out of the car and we like are like okay girl five six seven eight and like we're just gonna have some fun and I'm like on this and I'm like coming here oh like, yeah I'm like bro we spent like two hours three hours sometimes four hours creating this and like we spent time blocking it and like outlining it and really making sure that like we know how we're going to effectively teach it. But out, other than that too, what we did before we even got in this room or even before we started doing this this job and like yeah. we did our work to understand the, the technique. We did our work to mm-hmm. understand the basics. We did our work to understand like how to move, how to teach people how to move. Like th- we did our work on how to control the room and like manage your rehearsal. You know what I mean? There's so many different aspects to being a choreographer. Mm-hmm that I think sometimes, like you said, people, there's, when you want to be a, 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 a music educator or a director or whatever, mm-hmm. there's one, maybe two paths that you yeah. can go down. There's many different ways that you can come about being a choreographer, but oftentimes when you don't have that basic, those basic fundamentals, it's like, you are really shooting yourself in the foot. Like you're just not, it's not, there's just, 
it's not sustainable. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's just not really sustainable. You can't make you can't make a lasting anything without that. Well, to and me. also to piggyback off that is you have a duty to teach these kids who may not have the opportunity. Yes, that's like, literally what I was going to ask you about, Mara. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like I. I feel like something I really pride myself on is being able to teach the fundamentals. Yes. Like everyone can say, point your foot, but like, how do you point your foot? How do you do it? Like lift up in your porter bra. Well, like, yes. Kind of like, (laughs) it's kind of like we have a duty to like, I'm really passionate about like, I'll give um, workshop classes and like do the fundamentals for my kids so that, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I love show choir. I love to dance. You may be a great mover, but one, are you a great teacher? And two, do you understand like how this all works? Yes. Like, you know, almost 20 years of ballet, like mm-hmm. I don't tell you how to get your body to do a certain thing. And that's why I think a lot of, and just from like, we have mm-hmm. some great groups with great technique because we, I, that I push on that and I've heard yes. And right. it, and if you if you've never been in a studio or and I'm not even saying you have to grow up in a studio. There are adults. No. But it's like, are you doing the work? Like I take class every in my off season because I want to be fresh. And exactly. Like, mm-hmm. and like, I don't like I'm I'm always trying to learn and always trying to change and enhance and develop. And like I do that because like the basis of dance is technique. Well, and you're going to burn out creatively if you don't keep if doing If you have nothing like left. Like, like, yeah. You there's like, only so much to draw from in your well if you don't yes. keep replenishing the well. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of what happens sometimes. And and that's what I that's what I never I just want to always, even if I just watch YouTube videos mm-hmm. like of or learning honestly, what I did over COVID, I I learned so many TikTok dances because yeah. I was Might like, as well. this is fun. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna learn it. And then like I'll be like, oh, this is from TikTok. I did that all this year. So it's also about being able to educate students. Like, yeah, you can tell them like step touch, step touch, but there's also like, to me in my heart, there's way more to that. And you yeah. want to love of dance and this understanding rather than like show choir dance. Yes. The net, the nature of like body weight and the movement and the muscles that go with inside of that. Like, I don't, I mean, I took some studio dance in my late twenties cause I never took it before. And mm. I was spending so much time doing show choir work at that point where I was like, I just need a better background for myself to mm. like clean my kids and to do so and you to like understand. know how to effectively be in the room with your literally because I would like Stephen Todd was my choreographer at the time and he'd come in and he'd right. do this great work with them and then like they he'd leave and I'd be like I know that's wrong I cannot tell but you I why that's how- wrong <laughs> And then like, I couldn't move effectively to make it better. And like, Steph Hyatt was his um, assistant at the time through a lot of that, you know, Steph is like studio dance background forever and Mm. very same, similar to what Mara is saying about like, you know, having that technique background. And she would explain like, okay, no, it's literally the weight of your body has to be on this side of your body or the next movement doesn't make sense. (laughs) You have to explain like kinesthetically, like how to get them to do what you want them to do. And if you can't break that down, like, and I like that, like, I like kind of like that analogy you said of like, if your well is empty, you can't possibly give anything else. Well, Mm -mm. first of all, you have to actually have a well. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, build the well. 
first. Like, girl, we can't create, like, I can't create something that's not, we can't pull anything out of something that does some not exist. Some people have some plastic so, buckets they're carrying around right. and like, I'm they like, get real small real fast. Right. So like, when I'm like, if you don't have a well to pull from, it's kind of hard for you to do anything. Yes. And like, like Mara says, like, she brings so much of that to her. I think that's why she and I make such a great partnership because right. she brings so much of that energy. But also like, when I'm talking to the kids, I really am telling them like, yes, this is from a technique background, but actually let me educate you from like a performance performer yeah. and like a performance background, like from a stage skills background. Like mm -hmm. this is why you have to do it this way, or this is why it's going to work. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like when Mara knows when I'm teaching the kids, I'm like, when, when you're on stage, you have to do this. This is how you look good on stage. This is how you look professional and prepared and like, mm -hmm. you know, like confident on stage. So I think that's why we complement each other in that way, because yes, we're both going to push the technique. She's going to teach really, really, really well. And so am I, but I'm also going to bring in the professional you have aspect different of skill it. Sets. That, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why our partnership works so well is that our skill sets are very complementary, And mm -hmm. so it just kind of has made for an effective partnership in that way. When you make uh, when you work together to make choreography, like when you're planning in advance, like we talk about that four hours before you come in the room, right? Um, right. You are working, I assume, together collaboratively. It's not like Mara's going to make up the dance break and I'm going to make up this. We're going to find a way to bridge the gap. Yes. Like you're you're creating the movements together throughout that process, right? Um, maybe talk to us a little bit about what like that's like collaboratively. And Mara, you can start. I'll let then, Mara explain that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we, well, we do everything together. Okay. Um, I think the only time we really didn't was during COVID. Cause sure. Uh, it was the worst. Like we were legit on the phone on FaceTime. It mm -hmm. was the worst. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have like this den in my condo that I have mirrors in, which I would show you, but it's very messy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Nobody else can see it, but me, you can show me later. Come on. <laughs> you guys. She's cute though, but um, so we collaborate. So I think the main thing that I'm very like this, I like to have an outline. I like to have a story. I like yeah. to have, and Eric does too, but I'm kind of like the driver of that. Cause Eric is mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, sure. Like he, we're really good at being like, I'll be like, Hey, I have a really great idea for this song. Like, mm -hmm. what do you think about this? And he's like, okay, maybe this, but I like it. Like, or he's like, Hey, like I picked this song. I, I feel very passionate about it. Mm -hmm. What if we pick it in this direction? I'm like, okay. Like, I feel like we're both very open to each other about taking the lead at different times yeah. and then also coexisting together. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we split choreo like we'll be together and I'll be like okay I'll do like the dresses part and Eric's gonna do the suits part yeah but a lot of times like I'll be like we have switched before though and it's actually a lot of fun so oh, sometimes and because it just keeps us both fresh and we yeah we have switched a couple of times but there are also times where I'm like we'll help each other do that like oh actually I liked when you do you did this what if you did mm -hmm. this and like he's like mm, don't do that like do this like we are very <laughs> When I was first starting with Eric, he would be like, no, that's not good. Like all the time. And I'm really <laughs> glad he did that because it makes him sound really mean. He's not, he, it made me better. Cause it, it made me had to re reconstruct the way I was thinking and choreographing. And so now, now we heart, like now it's like, oh yeah, work. I love that. Like we're very on the same page. But if you have trust and respect for each other, you can do that. I think yes. that that's, that's impossible. Ooh, can I impossible talk about that? Like, yes. Can I yes. talk about, mm -hmm. like, here's the thing. Like I, Mara is, you're eight years old. Like we've, I've known her for so long. I just sometimes forget how, yeah. how much younger she's. I'm 28. She's, yeah, so I'm 36 okay. now. So she is 
considerably younger ish. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew from like the very beginning when I first met her that she was really, really talented. This was mm -hmm. like she was in high school. And then I knew when we started working together, even when she was just my assistant, she was like the best assistant anyone could ever ask for like sequenced everything right like would nice. always be on top of it i was i just never had to worry about her in the room like i never did that's the and dream then, oh my <laughs> gosh like looking back i'm like thank god because i don't even know how i would have gotten through mm -hmm. that part of my i was still building part of my career yeah. so to have an assistant in there in there that was like bam got it like she didn't need yeah. a lot of direction but one of the things I love about our partnership, and it's probably because we've been friends for so long already. Yeah. And I think there's other things. One, we actually like each other. That's another thing. Like we actually yeah. like each other. Like we hang out with each other outside of show choir and like, mm -hmm. like, you know, we know each other's families and like, you know, it's not just that like matters. a professional relationship. Like it is that, but also we're friends, it's, mm -hmm. you know, but I think having respect for her in that way, even if she was like considerably younger, was like really, yeah. really important to our to our partnership. And so that just opens our line of communication a lot better. Like she said, yes. like I was really, really hard on her at the beginning because I knew she was good. And mm -hmm. and I didn't want her to get stuck in like mediocrity. I'm like, yeah. you're great. So I'm gonna like push you to be great. But also one thing that she did for me, especially at that point in my career was really push me back into like a lot of heavy technique. Because yeah. that's one thing that's like, at the time I feel like that was an area that I had gotten away from and not because I wasn't capable or wasn't doing it. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, in the scheme and like the hustle and bustle of your work, you know, you know, as like a yes. freelancer, you just keep going, you go, you go, you go, you go. Yep. And you forget about things that matter. And so she kind of pushed me back to that place a little mm -hmm. bit. But also I think it's important to just speak on like, you know, especially we're a little bit unconventional in that I'm a man and she's a woman. And sometimes mm -hmm. that can be like a whole thing too. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I think that like just having that respect for her as a person and like recognizing yeah. her as a person and like, she's a woman. And so sometimes we don't have that same, like we don't see things the same way. Yeah, but perspectives are different. Like, yeah. yeah, our perspectives are different, but to have that like respect level and just be like, okay, I got you. Like, let's figure out how to make this work. And mm -hmm. I mean, she can probably tell you, I worked really well with women. And I think that probably has helped mm -hmm. our, you know, helped our, um, our partnership a lot. Like I grew up with sisters and like was around my mom. Well, again, the it's the and, respect like, thing. Like, yeah, yeah. like just respect and like, not even the woman part, but just like the person part, like that's, yeah, that's what I mean. That yes. You just need to like have respect for and sh and she's going to have her own ideas and her own opinions mm -hmm. and her own perspective. But mm -hmm. we figured out very quickly how to make that work. Like even it'll be funny during rehearsal, people think that we're like so mad at each other and really we're just having a debate like about what we like and sometimes we'll that's do marriage we'll kids <laughs> i know right they're like looking at us like uh and we're just conversing like trying to figure something out and yeah eric is very dry and i can be kind of dry and so the kids are like behind us like freaking out and i'll be like they're so we're angry fine. like we're not fighting right. we're just figuring it out like there's mom been and many dad times are not where, like, arguing <laughs> yeah where there's been many times where we will both like figure out like this is our disclaimer that mar and i are like terrible at like um song endings we hate yeah. a final pose we hate coming up with it it's the worst part of it who like, don't does do it. it's kind it's of the awful. worst like That's just just not in songs guys <laughs> And like, there will be many times where like, I'll pick, I'll do something and Mara will be like, hate it. And then she'll do something and I'll be like, that's not it. Like, hate it. And we're just like going back and forth. And like the kids think we're arguing. We're like, no, we just 
hate everything we're coming up with right now. There's Very a funny useless. story. A few, a few years ago, we had an assistant with us, and she used to joke with us. She would be like, "Can you figure out the ending pose now?" So we're just not standing around at the end of this rehearsal, like, and we're like, "No, don't know." So for all the people that don't know who we are, sorry, we will never know your ending pose until like 30 seconds before we tell you what it is. Sorry. I truly like, think that is a common trait, though. I have so few choreographer friends that are like, oh, you know what? The only thing I know going in today is the ending pose. No, they know like literally every other moment. And then it gets to the ending. It's like, I don't know. Like, Mar I've done like Mara else. can tell you, we'll teach the hardest song ever. And we're like, just point at the end. I don't know. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't like, matter. I don't care at this point. And also, I'm going to change it and change January anyway. Literally, right. literally that. Like it just doesn't matter. Almost let's not give ourselves endings. Let's be avant-garde <laughs> and say we're not gonna end anything until I come back two weeks before your first comp and then I will make right. up something because by then you will be music doing something for right now. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, like and Mara is notorious for changing everything. So like I just <laughs> It's like I, just a thing now. I'm like, she'll change it later or it can you know, always like, be better. I get it. You just there's, there's never... been many times where Mara will teach something and be like, Eric's gonna hate that, so he'll figure it out later. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. We'll you know, we'll come together and figure that out. I am notorious for doing a section and I'm like, hey, I changed the whole thing. And he's like <laughs> and he cool. kids while I'm teaching it, and he's just like rolling his eyes because that's, that's not like, what we decided. <laughs> Like, but I don't like it anymore. I can, I'm not indecisive, but sometimes I, I really love to improv. Yeah. For my listeners who may not know, it just means to like, just dance and do whatever you yeah. feel. Sometimes I start feeling something different. I'm like, this is better. <laughs> well, and sometimes you get it on the kids and you're like, oh, this is not what I thought this was going to look like at all. You know, have it's you okay. Had that at, but Jen, have you had that as a director though? Like where mm -hmm. you were trying to teach a certain thing and like teach a certain way and you were like very prepared going in and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, I think this is going to work. And then mm -hmm. you hear it and you're like, oh, no. No, yes. There's, I mean, I, my kids will tell you I'm the queen of, let's just try it this way. What if we did this? Like, because you just can't know what's going to be better until yeah. you try 500 versions of it. And then, you know, you go from there. That's the beauty of show choir for me as a director, because I hate, like, when you're, here's your sheet music for contest and you have to do exactly yeah. what's on this page. I hate that. Like, I love yeah. the freedom that's like, this was arranged for us. So I'm changing it entirely. <laughs> Right. Well, and it's the same way for us because there's been many times where we will like go into a rehearsal with an idea and we see like the first mm -hmm. two counts of eight and Mara and I just kind of glance at each other and we're like, oh girl, nope. like this is not, <laughs> this is not it. Like mm -hmm. this is not going to work. And a lot of times we are really looking at each other to be like, what are we going to do? Like this is not going to work. And so we have to be as flexible as the kids sometimes because, mm -hmm. and not because it's not a knock on the kids or director. No. Sometimes it just is not a right fit. And People you are different. Very yeah. flexible. And that goes back to that whole thing about like that conversation we were having about your skill set and your fundamentals. Yes. If you, one of the biggest things that you have to have, I think in teaching show choir, choir in general, or even just being a choreographer, you have to be able to use your brain quickly. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to come up with like very quick oh, on, my gosh, the, yes. on the spot solutions. Mm -hmm. and, like, I don't want to say answers. I want to say solutions because sometimes you need to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Like you need to solve an issue that is like there mm -hmm. and you have to be able to do that on the spot and you have to be able to be like, that's not working. Try this. This isn't working. Try this. Like this is a problem or this is not doing what it's supposed to do. That know? is a hundred percent a thing that we tell young kids to where it's like, can you, you think on your feet? Cause if you can't, you can't yeah. do this job. If you can't, you can't be a choreographer. Like mm -hmm. there's just literally no way. And like, that another thing we impress upon the kids that we work with and we take some assistance somewhere sometimes and mm -hmm. you know 
you have to be able to not only think on your feet, but think critically on your feet. Those are two mm-hmm. different things. Oh, like, very good point. <laughs> like, like, don't just put something there just because you're trying to find a seat filler or the space filler. Like, that's great, but that yes. can be a final solution. Like, that's why I'm always like, you know, Mar and I always joke, like, she's always like, Eric is very solution-based. Like, we have to find a solution to whatever mm-hmm. the issue is. I'm that way. If I'm you're, like, we'll if, see what it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if this is still an issue, we have to fix it. Like, we can't possibly, you know what I mean? And so yes. it's it's one thing when you just want to create everything. And it's like you said, the social construct of it. When you mm-hmm. want to create and do all these things. And, like, you want to be in the room and show fire so fun. But mm-hmm. it's not all fun in games when you're in the middle of a season and something is not working. Mm-mm. And you have to figure out a solution. Like, you know what I mean? Or yeah. when you get to the rehearsal and the, like, first minute and a half of the choreo you created doesn't work yeah. what are you gonna do yeah like, and also that's and this is like kind of like move like changing a little bit but that's also about being self-reflective like mm. yes yeah. <laughs> going to be good like there are some things that I'm very proud of and I'm like wow like dang that was real good and then there are other things where I'm like like I remember at SCA the year that the year before COVID we did the choreographer um track they have a choreographer thing oh yes you like self self like criticize one mm-hmm. of your showed your number to a room full of very distinguished choreographers and then you had to criticize and I I I have no problem I grew up in a studio you live in criticism there yeah yes. like I probably talked for like 10 minutes about what <laughs> I would have done different and I just don't feel like everyone has that no. like you know like you have to understand that like it's not about you. It's about these kids and yes, and them look good. And just because you may really like this, it may not be the best fit for them. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I'm like, oh, this is so good. And I'm like, this is not in their wheelhouse. I need to change this. It's not for them. It might be great for someone, but it's maybe not great for yeah. them. And realizing that like, maybe what you did isn't bad, but it, it just isn't working. So you have to mm-hmm. be aware to change that and not, not prideful. And like, I always like directors are like, like, oh, do you care if I like change this on this vocal moment? I'm like, I change the whole song. Like, yeah. Oh, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's it's okay to 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 not not to not be great, but to to keep things moving, keep the wheel moving. Like, I think people struggle with that. Of like, yes, it's not that deep. Like, just change it. <laughs> that reflective <laughs> but- <laughs> part is really important, though, because like Mar and I talk about that all the time. Like, you should just constantly be pushing yourself to get better. Like, yeah, we. Like this, I guarantee you, if Mar and I looked at something we choreographed two years ago, we would be like, that is trash. Like, what (laughs) even were we doing? You know what I mean? Like, that's terrible. Why did we even do that? Like, you know what I mean? And if you're just not reflective in that way, you're really not pushing yourself to be like the best version of whatever you're trying to do. That's like, that's like a life thing, not even a choreography. I was gonna say, that's, that's your whole life. Yes, exactly. Like, if you're not trying to get better, what are you doing? Yeah, because literally what are you doing? Like there's, you can, <laughs> you can apply that to any facet of life. You can't work in this field for any period of time without being that kind of person. Um, that doesn't mean you burn out. That doesn't mean you don't have a life. That doesn't, no, I'm not saying any of that. Like you have to compartmentalize, but when you're in the room, yeah. like Eric keeps saying, you have to do the work. Like there's no substitute. Like, I just wish people that understood, I wish people understood that for like any of like, if any students are listening or whoever, mm-hmm. or like people coming up, like 
a lot of college you got to yeah. do the work like you actually have to go do the work and mm-hmm. sometimes that work is hard work and sometimes parting show choir like no we all- yeah. yes that's that's level one literally every human including like your parents who come to every comp are parting show choir like that's not a thing that's like that a given <laughs> that yeah like that's like like the, the bars that's it's like the a bar being on the floor like yes. just, that's like you don't even have to try that part you know what I mean like yes. I just wish that people understood that like you mm-hmm. have to actually do the work that's what the one thing that like I always come in Mara on is she like did the work like yeah. I did the work like mm-hmm. I worked sometimes you have to do work that isn't glamorous that yes isn't, that isn't fun that isn't um that isn't maybe it's not the highest paying gig mm-hmm. maybe you're not making what you feel like you should mm-hmm. maybe it's not with a high profile director or a mm-hmm. high profile per group of performers or yeah. a high profile group like you have to do the work like Mar was talking about with her first her first gig that she ever got was like that's not high profile stuff you know what I no. mean like yeah. that's not that's not you that's not you like going in and being like oh this is just going to be like the greatest thing I've ever done no you have to start somewhere to get somewhere so mm-hmm. you have to actually go do the work like there were many things I did as a professional that was just part of me like I have to do this because I gotta go do the work like yes I just wish it was a concept that people understood and like I try not to like knock on the Gen Z kids because like I love them so much and like that's who I teach and like our brand ambassadors are all Gen Z kids and like they are the cool I think they are one of like the coolest groups of people ever and just the way that they see things is so interesting but Mara and I are so hard on them sometimes because I feel like sometimes they think that things should just become should should, yes. should just come so quickly mm-hmm. and that they shouldn't have to try. I think there's yeah, a lack of discipline. Technology of instant. Yeah. Instant, I was going to say it's instant gratification is what they yeah, have like, through their childhood. You have to actually yeah. try a lot mm-hmm. and you have to try over and over and over and again fail. to get better. Try yeah, and, and like, fail. Like it's okay and, to fail sometimes. And you have to be okay with sometimes not being good at something. Yeah. And like keeping and like being okay with like okay, I got to keep working. I got to mm-hmm. keep working. I got to keep working. Like mm-hmm. when I first started taking ballet as a kid, I was not good at ballet, but I got way better at it. Yeah. I just kept working. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are things that you, some things you just had to work at. And I just don't think it's one, something that you can throw away. And that instant level of success, I think is so easy to see because of like social media and yes. because of like, because of everything that not just the not just children but that people are exposed mm-hmm. to they think that like it's supposed to be this overnight microwave thing and i'm like there's no longevity in that whatsoever there's also such a massive division right now between like you are either great at something or you're terrible yeah. at it and never do it again and like we need to renormalize being good average yeah, basic like, okay at like things like, like yeah are you, do you like it are you good at yeah, it did you try hard and like, the do you like it oh my gosh guys I literally this was like a year ago that this happened to me or I read it somewhere and my my brain was blown it was that you don't have to be good at your hobbies yeah you like, could just you like them I'm like be amazing at that right? I was like wait what <laughs> I, but everything um, is but there's so much like competition when it comes yes, to things like that that's because why. Almost, if you think about it like the microcosm of society right now is like i'm really like trying not to be meta or whatever but like the microcosm of it is that like everything is like so quick and it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like it's like you're supposed to be good at everything because what you see from other people creates yeah. like this weird level people of are perfect at things or like comparison mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. and i'm like no human being can be amazing at everything that they do. It's just no. not possible. So mm-hmm. 
pick things that you like to do. Yeah. And then if you like it, maybe say, I think I could probably be really outstanding at this part of this. Mm -hmm. I could do that really well and go after that. I just mm -hmm. think that there's like this weird sense of like comparison and, and like competition between people sometimes that is not really there. Like mm -hmm. you talked about like constructs. I think part of it is a construct. Like mm -hmm. that is sometimes fall is comparing. I, yes. I refuse to compare any of my work to other choreographers, my friends. It's a fool's I, errand. I just am like, I, I'm like, that was really good. Yeah. Are amazing. And I refuse to compare myself because everyone is different. Everyone has different styles. Everyone's good at different things. Mm -hmm. And it's a really hard, like, and I still do it. Like sometimes I'll be like, maybe I should be choreographing more like this. And I'm like, nope stop comparing yourself like yeah mm -hmm. good for you for knowing that now i definitely didn't learn that until the people <laughs> the people people can people compare so much and like yes. it's part of it is like the nature of this activity like yeah. that's just is how it that's just is how it is the the the, the choirs compare themselves to each other mm -hmm. obviously you see that more than competitive anything yes they compare themselves to each other which you know by proxy the kids do it and then directors start doing it mm -hmm. choreographers do it um, and I'm sure you said on like judging, we've all said on judging panels where it's like, um, well, I'm seeing it this way and you're not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that type of thing. And I'm like, well, you know what? Like the beauty of it is that there's five or six different brains on this panel and yeah, everyone's interpreting that differently. That's mm -hmm. the point. But I think that comparison thing, that can be like a huge, huge, huge issue, I think, because mm -hmm. so many people get in that space. And like when you're a choreographer, of course, like that, I mean, we just do, it's just part of what we do. And, yeah. but I think the biggest thing is saying like, that person is so good and so great. Yeah. And, but also patting yourself, like, yeah. and there's, but also yeah. patting yourself on the back for mm -hmm. like the stuff that you do great too. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like just because somebody else is good, doesn't mean that you're not good or just because you're doing great work doesn't mean somebody not else mutually exclusive. Yes. Mm -hmm. I know. Like I, mm -hmm. and, like we really try to like live that because every, everybody like the table should be pretty big enough for everyone to eat at like, and it, it is we just have to allow ourselves to be aware of that like right like I'm like that person can be good and that person can be good but so mm -hmm. can you and so can the person over mm -hmm. there and that group can be good and that group can be good and like yeah you know what I mean like mine I am in Indianapolis like all the groups in Indianapolis are good like you know what I mean like yeah that's it's real also they things. are all, <laughs> they are very good like, they are differently very good though they're not differently, like it's People are always like, people, and people always get so like, they're like, wait, those schools are close to each other. I'm like, yes, they're 20 minutes away from like each other. Like total, yeah. Are like, yeah, like, and it's just such a huge metro area of like mm -hmm. good groups, but you know, like every weekend and week out for six weeks during season, Mara and I are being compared to all the other people yes. around here. So it's like, you're going to, you're going to lose so much of yourself trying to like compare, like you just don't do it. Be proud of what you do and be happy and like congratulatory that other people are doing good stuff too yeah well that I mean weirdly this almost walks me to the door of like the other thing that I want to make sure we get to which sort of leans into the the company mm -hmm. as well which is that I want to talk a little bit about like philanthropy and show choir because when we're talking about right now comparison and how that's like the thief of joy and how like the competitive cycle kind of like takes mm -hmm. over and not just for adults that happens for the kids too um but I think the advent and the notion of doing more for each other that's kind of been out in the universe in the last five to seven years in show choir I feel like it's kind of started to take off mm, it's a good yeah. thing I think that helps them to like step outside themselves a little bit more remember there's a bigger picture in a bigger world um mm. so tell us all about 
or as much as you want to tell us about, um, about the company. And then like, we can talk about that inside of that context. Uh, I'll let Mara explain her part of it because I'll go really quickly. Um, I'm the founder and creative director of Project 360 Exposure mm-hmm. and 5678 Apparel. I created the company at the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. So it was actually, no, that is a lie. It was the end of, it was the middle of 2018. I kind of had the idea and was like, you know what? I'm just going to like do this myself. Yeah. Um, and I basically put up all the front money for it. I created mm-hmm. it. Um, and I just, at Mar and I had just kind of started working together, like really closely then. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, I have this idea. Do you want to help me do it? You can help me run it. You're really good at this type of thing. Yeah. Um, the whole point of it is to, um, one, um, create a resource or generate and create resources for, um, underserved students that we teach mm-hmm. Mar and I get the opportunity. We work with a wide range of socioeconomic levels. Yeah. Um, we work with schools in very affluent communities. We work with schools in very middle-class mm-hmm. communities. And we also work with schools and students in underfunded areas as well. Um, so we felt, I felt like there was a bridge that could be created for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I created the program, A, to kind of generate resources, capital funding yeah. for those types, for those students that needed it. Also for just basic arts education related things. That's one mm-hmm. of the things I think is kind of not necessarily going away, but I think gets forgotten about. Yes. And it gets kind of pushed on the back burner. Arts mm-hmm. ed, I think is just really important and not just singing and dancing. Any no, of it. all like, of it. it mm-hmm. You know, all of it. Um, and then also to create programming for these students to continue education or continue learning or continue being exposed to these types of things. Sure. I think that's really important. Um, the best way I found to do that was to create merch because yeah. everyone loves wearing things. We and love was, merch. Kind of, <laughs> right. We t- it just kind of took off. Mara is a huge part of it. She's our um, brand administrator, brand, the brand yeah. administrator for us. And she does a great deal of work, not only with the branding of it, but also with the kids that who are yeah. brand ambassadors. And I'll let her talk about our brand ambassador program, but it's a really fun thing that we, that we created and that I feel like she has kind of had a really big heavy hand in. So mm-hmm. that's the general consensus of 5678 okay. Apparel. And I'll let Mara kind of go into like the more detailed parts of that. Um, yeah, so I am definitely like the person behind the scenes and that's (laughs) the way I like it. Um, You know, I'm the one posting on social media Yes, and I engage a lot with the kids. I manage our brand ambassadors. Um, I kind of like head all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, yeah, so I'm like the administrator of all of this and I'm really passionate about project 360. I'm passionate about kids in general. Yeah. And when Eric brought this idea to me, I, he was like, ah, and I was like, yeah, we're doing it. Like I will yeah. help you. Um, and I don't think what people understand is that we fund like most of ourselves, most of this ourselves. Yeah. So like when we, like when, when we buy t-shirts, like most of that comes out of our pocket and very, mm-hmm. very we always pay ourselves back all the way. So mm-hmm. not only like, and I'm not saying this to like pat on our back. I just think people forget that. That's small businesses in general. I don't think people yes. always process that yes. about. Yeah. They don't small understand like, mm-hmm. I told one of my friends that I was like, oh, I, I like, I paid for these shirts and dude, mm-hmm. with your own money. I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I was like, I mean, eventually like what we make back, like, you know, we'll, we'll reimburse ourselves, but sure. not all the we've way. Always, we've broken all. even five years in a row. So that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually fantastic. That is yes. not always the case. I don't collect any coins from yeah. this. I just, yeah. you know, hopefully 
you know, it pays off. Like mm-hmm. when you know, we just, so if you're listening, we have our new pride shirts out. Yes. They're so good. <laughs> um, it says live your life. Live with, your life. Oh, yeah. Yes. Eric and I, we want, and I just think that now we need to make a t-shirt that says do the work. Because oh my gosh, you uh, desperately do. I love that. Maybe, that. maybe that'll go on our fall. So we, we will co show collective will co-sponsor that shirt. Okay, yeah. we're gonna have to work on that. We're doing we that need to. Sure. I love actually, that. Actually, we should really look into this more. Yeah, but, we really need to. So, like our first ever shirt that we did was called Figure It Out. And mm-hmm. um, we because we say that we're like kids you know sometimes you answer a question so many times and at some point I'm like you just need to figure it out the literal number one thing we're concerned about as teachers right now is that students do not have problem solving skills it has disappeared it has disappeared we don't know why can we go on just like a tangent for like small see we are gonna soapbox yes see I do not this is my soapbox moment I do not understand Mm -mm. how and like Children, I love you. I promise I do. Like We do. We're do saying not, this out of love, guys. I do not understand how you can just go through like a full day, a full life, rehearsal, mm-hmm. like anything without just being like, I just have to get this together for like a second. Mm-hmm. Now, I realize that some of you are probably quite young and you probably will need some assistance from parents or guardians or whatever. Yes. I understand that. But like in the scheme of school and like rehearsal and like just that, like... Love you. You got to figure this out. Like, I do not understand why this is a thing that has gone away. Yes, I don't, know I don't if either. It's like, I don't know if it's like a societal thing. I don't <laughs> know if it's like a, a like what, I don't know if there are many different other factors. Has technology but, made it so you don't ever have to figure so you things don't out? To, is that like, what it is? I don't know. YouTube it. I redid my whole kitchen on YouTube. But, but I did so like, many of my kids don't even understand that step of the process anymore. Like, like that happens all the Google, time at school. But, I'm like, Google it, for God's like, sake. That's what everyone does. <laughs> but like, if you just boil it down to like show choir, and you mm-hmm. know this as a director as well, like, mm-hmm. you can you just figure it out in this like we have we're in a five hour rehearsal can mm-hmm. you figure this out for yourself mm-hmm. like at any point during the next five hours can we you said make it out? work just make yeah, it work like, like you know what i mean it's so, like the, the kids and again kids i love you but they're like i move one spot <laughs> walking and i'm like walk in a circle make a parade figure why would that be a thing you need to ask me about like try something first and then if it's i always tell them if it's bad or wrong i'm not gonna i will you, tell you yes i'm not gonna make you look stupid so just try some stuff and then if i never tell you it obviously is fine like just right. congrats so that phrase kind of like got built out of that because so often during a rehearsal martin i would Needed. just look at a child and just be like needed dear you got to figure it out like you have to figure it out because i can't spend five minutes teaching you how to figure this out you need individually there are 50 of you like there are 50 people and we're in indianapolis so these groups are ginormous they are Mm -hmm. humongous here so i can i like i love you but like there are 60 girls in this women's group in this treble ensemble i do not have time to take one person's problem and and like walk you through this there are 60 other human beings in here learning i do not have time and i, I have to block from you in... my first spot to my second spot i i'm like girl i gotta block okay. you in three colors like can you run can you just... oh, at this point run like it's just <laughs> so that's my that's my soapbox tangent of the day i'm like can you please just figure figure it's it out a good now... that's where our shirt came out of yes 
blew up. I have dance teacher friends that bought it because they, oh, mm-hmm. they love it. And um, so we, and we do like our, our branded logo. We, mm-hmm. we pull out or get out, um, but live your life. We always say that, you know, kids were yeah. like, you live your life, like have fun. Yeah. And we did that on this neon shirt a few seasons ago. It was super cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we decided to do the pride collection. Mm-hmm. Eric was like, why don't we do live your life? I'm like, I love that. So it's so pretty cute. with the colors. It worked out so yeah. great on the black shirt. It's Another really thing nice. that we just tell kids during rehearsal and we're like, you know what, this is a moment, you got to live your life in this moment. Like you mm-hmm. have to do your thing. You have to be you. You have to be an extension yes. of yourself. Like you got to live your life. So it just felt very appropriate yes. for, for what we were, what we're going for. I, they turned out really great. So yeah, so they are very vibrant. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure by the time this airs, they will have been sold out, but we might do more, but it's, <laughs> it's a thing. So I'm, I'm very happy with the way they turned out, but Mara yeah. does an excellent job at just being an administrator for that and kind of taking the lead on some of those things you talked about like the philanthropy and show choir and i just mm-hmm. think it's maybe one area that could be more further yes because well, we, we've raised lots of money but yeah. i don't always feel like like i just want to do more like and i think um you know we've done tuition ex- assistance we've done do you do camp scholarships i can't remember if y'all do or not yeah we've yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay SCA. that's right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scholarships to sca which which amazing and i think mm-hmm. i think some people are like well, why sca i think sca has a lot of our core values of just community and not it's only- the universal also like yeah. i mean there are yeah, plenty yeah. of camps but it is the of yeah. america like mm-hmm. and yeah. i think i think you know kids want to go like and like i get it it's expensive so mm-hmm. we, um we're sending two students um to sca one to Milliken, one to ohio and mm-hmm. it's just been you know it's been so fun we had an application process for that so like basically yeah everything we do like we don't unless a director will come to us we've had this a couple times where a director's like hey like you know this person's parent is sick and they you know mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. fundraisers is there anything yeah. you can do? we and we will if we can we've done that mm-hmm. it's more like behind the scenes we don't necessarily like broadcast those things. yeah so so keep in mind that like everything we're doing is not everything we're making public because a lot of times mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. and it's personal and yeah that's uh, we don't want to be like, hey, this is what we're doing. We just really mm-hmm. want to help people. Um, we mm-hmm. do, we've done some costume funding. Um, as yeah. As for like Beat and Bloomington. They do this big costume sponsor and the kids write us letters. And we love that. We love, we love Beat. Yeah, that's cool. And, yes, and Beat. So SCA is more kind of like this, this big, we were really only going to do one. And then I was like, can we swing two? And we, yeah. We, a huge sale and we pushed it and we got two so two full ride scholarships and it's amazing process and and it's hard I mean we had several like amazing like I I could give them all one but um we really we really take into consideration the application process not only for our scholarships but also for our brand ambassadors yes and I'm saying this because I think like we some of our students forget the importance of being able to sell yourself and write a good application like yeah we, push them to be like this is like a college application mm-hmm. I don't want a one sentence answer because no. I just like I've had I've read some of ama- I've read applications that made me cry laugh yeah. like and 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 I think you know we don't we don't have favorites we don't pick from certain schools we pick solely based on the application mm-hmm. and we I'm always encouraging students like take time on it it's not just yeah. failure- I love show choir and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, again, want- that's the basic. We all love show choir. Move beyond that. <laughs> that's the that's the entry level part. 
Yeah, we're all shirt. We all love show choir. Right. <laughs> like, I get okay, it. we're gonna have to collab. We're gonna have to collab with her. It's gonna be a whole series. Like, I know. We're gonna maybe on our next like on our next podcast episode you have we, is need we just to do talk it. about shirts. This like, is yeah. we're gonna crowdsource shirt ideas for an entire episode. Absolutely. I think uh, that when we look uh, at like what you guys are doing with camp scholarships and things like that and being able to help and fund things for students, like I, we see, of course, a lot publicly about like thirst project and those sorts of things mm -hmm. that are big at competitions. But I also think that directors um, can do more. And I worked a lot in this in the last few years that I was in the classroom, especially while I was in Mitchell, we would spend a lot of time doing as many local or more local to our region type things that we possibly could do that benefit mm. kids, not necessarily just show choir kids, yeah, but like but students in general. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a, um, there's an organization in Lincoln, Nebraska, um, called skate for change which is mm -hmm. run by mike smith who does a lot of like that kind of philanthropic work in that city um but and and obviously i went to college in lincoln because nebraska so like he and i kind right. of have ran in the same circles but they always do this project where they um collect um socks because the number one oh, wow. hygiene item for homeless people yeah, that they never have is anywhere. socks like yeah. i which had never occurred to me until like i was going through that so for our retreat for uh, you know for sure one year maybe we did it for two years in mitchell um friend of who would like collect those and that was a part of oh, our wow. retreat and we'd like, compete against like the sections to see who had the most like you can mm -hmm. make it interesting and fun and involve your kids too but i think that there's so much value in that, not just in the assisting of your community, but in the kids learning again to look outside of just themselves. It becomes less about what's the piece of plastic we took home on Saturday right. and more about yeah. like we bonded, we had this experience, we did all these cool things together. And also we got this piece of plastic on Saturday, which mm -hmm. is really, I, for me, I think the dream and, and it's kind of what you guys are about as well. And I love that. Yeah. It's, it's been really, it's been really interesting because, and actually, I really like that you brought up kind of like that, like community service element as mm -hmm. well. That is one thing that I was like thinking just in terms of like, what are things that I can add to the yeah. brand or things that I can bring to the brand that are a little bit different. But I think one of the, one of the best things that's come out of particularly not just the brand itself, but also out of the brand ambassador program and yeah. them doing so much of our work and being kind of like the face of the brand each year yeah. is that it's created, like the core values of the brand are really is really um like uh, obviously diversity is a huge is a huge hot button thing for us obviously like the dei aspects of diver diversity mm -hmm. equity and inclusion are very important yes. but also the ideas of um which is a whole other thing when it comes to like show choir but whatever um we can talk about like, that for days <laughs> right um but just um like just like the community the empowerment of it and just like the the friendships of it. I think that's been the most one of the most important parts about like our brand ambassador program is that most of most of the kids don't they know of each other, maybe, but mm -hmm. they don't really know each other. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's been interesting to see, you know, kids from all over the city or from different parts of the city mm -hmm. meet each other and be like, oh, my gosh, yes, we have show choir in common, but you're a great person. Let's hang out. Outside yes, or but they have that do... commonality. You have found yeah. the one thing already to connect them. You you did yeah. that initial work of, hey, you all like show choir. Again, that's the bottom level. <laughs> now, like, yeah. what else can you know about each and other? And Mara can, like, tell you a lot of times, you know, they're doing things without us and they're, yeah. you know, they're hanging out and, you Which know, going to different things together and they're making TikToks and Instagram posts that. together. And, like, it's just been, that's been kind of, like, I don't want to say a superficial thing, but it's been one of the coolest things to see with yeah. the brand because creating that community has been really important for us. And also at the same time, the amount of times where we've gotten like, you know, we just got an email from one of our directors about one of our new brand reps that we just 
that we just cast mm-hmm. him. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you guys picked him. He's such a great human. And those are the right. things that like we care about. You know, yes. I mean, we care about. Or, you know, there have been times where we've been selling as like a vendor during a competition and the amount of times where um, a kid would come up to the to the booth or to the table and be like, oh, I saw one of your brand ambassadors wearing this. Or I know this guy, this yep. guy who's one of like, one of our brand ambassadors has a huge social media following. And mm-hmm. the amount of times these, like, these kids would come up and be like, oh, I follow him on TikTok or I follow him on Instagram. And I'm like, first of all, I didn't know he had that many followers. Right. And, I told and she was like, excuse me? Like, it's something <laughs> insane. But the, um, just creating that community and like, you know, the fact that people recognize not only the brand, but recognize, you know, the young people that we have yes. representing it, hopefully. And like Mara said, we do, uh, we work really hard to like, cast it smartly and yeah. to, we read we actually do read the applications i think there's been like maybe some misconceptions about that that like we just are going out and picking kids that we like and really randomly every single cast every single cast that we've picked has been from the application like we i think we have added one person and we still made her submit an application so <laughs> it was, it's, it's like she still had no choice i looked so, through because you did like literally it was posted i mean you know what day we're recording this if you know what day they yes. posted this but you literally did it like today and so like i was looking mm-hmm. through the new brand ambassadors when uh before we did this and like even just the simple act of like I love that their pictures are kind of like personality photos of them, you know, like where yes. they are yeah, and yeah. what they're doing in the photo is always like tells you a little bit more about them, right? But you can see even just based on where they're from or what schools they're from, it's a diverse group of kids. And that's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the fun for me to look at from the outside and be like, look at all these kids that are totally different that are coming together doing mm-hmm. these, great. like that's super fun. And then on top of that, like um, I can go, like you're saying, I can go look up their social medias and see like, yes. more about them and learn more about mm-hmm. them. And I love that their directors are saying, hey, I'm glad you picked them. That's a great kit. Like that's, yeah. it's not always, I guess my point in looking at that and saying that is that I don't feel like you're always looking at brand ambassadors and being like, who is the most talented child in your show choir? That's the no, one we want. No, like. I- that's they might be but anybody that is a five six seven eight apparel follower that may listen it really is not based on that Mm -hmm. like it's it's really not like we have sometimes like we've had yes we'll have the dance captain of someone's group but also we have like we have like the girl who's like the vocal captain of her soprano Mm -hmm. section Mm -hmm. or we'll have the kid who's like who's like runs the social media for Mm -hmm. their group or sometimes like we've had the kid that's like not on the first row that's not you know on first row center or Mm -hmm. we've had the kid that like just has been in their group for a year you know like this year we actually have our first kid in the group that comes from an all like treble ensemble it's in five years it's the first time and like um, which is crazy because and we're like I said we're from Indianapolis and our our treble ensembles here are so 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 competitive like they're very good Mm -hmm. and they're very like well known and like you know like they're a huge part of the ticket at showcard competitions here. Yep. And so the fact that, you know, for five years, we didn't have a representative from a treble ensemble. I think that's like so major. We have mm-hmm. someone that is, you know, oh, I'm very proud to be in this. You know what I mean? It's just yes. one of those things where like, we really like to mix up not only the like, yes, this person and this person and this person. And we want to have like, we kind of want to have like the shy kid and like, the bookish kid or like the kid yeah. who's like crazy and big like we want that but we also want the kids that are different within their own group you know yeah. what I mean it's been one of those things where you know it's that's been like I said that's one of the best parts about the whole thing is that yeah. we've been able to pick kids that do a lot of different things that have a lot of different interests like I think 
this year we have like our graduating um our graduating cast like we have mm-hmm. a kid studying fashion design we have a couple kids that are going to keep performing we have yeah. a kid who is going to assist us for a year we have mm-hmm. you know a kid that was a direct admin into like yeah, yeah like one of our kids is like a super smart he's double majoring in accounting and finance you know those are things that like super normal <laughs> yeah like, like not a skill so, i possess <laughs> right so like i just think it, that's one of the best parts about it and mari can can kind of attest to that we have kids from all like one of our first season reps he's like a um, emt now he's like a paramedic now you know I that type of that. thing like you know we have kids that are doing all sorts of things so it's it's not necessarily about who's the talent most talented or who's right. like it's not about that it's really not it's about selecting a, a great group of young people that not only represent their groups well but themselves and like are great for the brand and kind of imp- like have our core values of mm-hmm. the brand well, the future, I mean, we talked a little bit about this just now when we're talking about philanthropy, but like, I think that one of the most interesting things that's come out of the pandemic for everybody in every facet of life, but certainly ours is not unaffected by this, which is that things are going to change, like, and things have yeah. already changed and things are different than they were. Um, not always for the good, but sometimes for the better. Mm. Um, so if you had to pull out a crystal ball and if you had to like, you know, <laughs> try and see into the next five years maybe let's just do five years of like show choir like what are some changes that you'd either want to see or that you think are on the horizon or that would be good things for us to look towards doing more of margo first (laughs) um i definitely just think that a lot of times and and like everyone's guilty of this like i i love well, I don't love the competition aspect of show choir. I've never been super competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely like if I had a crystal ball, it would be more about educating these kids and giving them like opportunities to like, I think one of my biggest goals is to in a few years have my own space and just give dance classes to kids that can't afford to go to studios. Like, mm, I love that. that like, mm that's like a big dream of mine to just have a space for opportunity that Mm -hmm. I was lucky to have because my parents put me in dance and I grew up in a studio, but that's not always the option for people. Yeah. And, and also for kids who like want to have voice lessons or something, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I think that it, my parents said it so great. My parents are amazing. I just Mm -hmm. want people to know that, that I have, (laughs) but, um, we were talking about, you know, this referendum that didn't pass in Franklin Central and it was basically going to, it's the second referendum that hasn't passed. It was going to redo the whole school, give performing arts bigger spaces. And people in our community just were so upset by being told that your taxes might be a hundred dollars more a month, but yet Franklin Central needs a facelift and, and, and it didn't pass. And, and my parents are just like, it's not about us. It's about them it's about the next generation and building Mm -hmm. up and as you can see like my family you know they're great and those are where my values come from like it's not about me it's about the next people coming up yes so that's really important to me is is creating opportunity just outside of the show choir choreography room because a lot of times the time kids learn to dance is um five days that's the only time yeah I I think and and I'm just I've spoken this out into existence for a long time but I'm like I want to have a space where where I can have you know Tori's in town and I want her to come teach a class and it's yeah you know so yeah so I just think more opportunity for the kids rather than focusing so and yes the shows are important and creating a great product is important but 
creating more educational experiences that don't have to be competitive. I, Mm -hmm. that's really important to me. And I'm just, and that's personal because I'm not a very competitive person. Like my Mm -hmm. group get like seventh and I'm like, oh my God, you were amazing though. Who cares? One through six, we're so good too. Like Mm -hmm. just because you don't win first at a contest does not mean your program or your group or your show is not good. Especially now a lot of people are good. Like it's not back in the day when you have these like monster programs that would like, around and be amazing like everyone has good aspects and everyone can yes in any given day and so to me to to say that to kids like they're like well we got fourth I'm like did you see one through third because Mm -hmm. like we're right up there with them you're just Mm -hmm. you just yes you just it just is what it is so if I had a crystal ball it would just be way more about education and the community obviously we, we try and create that with five six seven eight so yeah if I were a sorcerer, if I were Harry Potter, I'd <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> right. Um, I think for me, I, I love what Mar said about just creating, you know, I think educational programming is really important. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, if you can continue to educate kids, whether or not they are going to pursue it professionally or for, you know, later or whatever, I think if you can continue exposing them to many different things, I just think you're going to create much better human beings. And I don't mean like, I just mean you're going to create much more thoughtful, considerate, just, you know, like, you know, forward thinking, progressive human beings. Yes. Um, Mar and I are different in like the competitive aspect. I actually think the competitive aspect of the show is like linchpins, I think. (laughs) Yeah. But I always, it's okay. Yeah. That's allowed. Um, I think for me and Mara can probably attest to it, can probably like attest to this as how I speak to the students is that I'm a smart, smart competitive person. Like if you're really an actual competitive person then you know that there are other people that are going to be good. Yeah. So um, like I was tell my kids, like I never, I do not care what place they get, never have cared, like don't care. Yeah. Like Mara said, like they get fifth place and I'm like work, like I, yeah. whatever, they got eighth. I'm like, did you feel good about the show? Like that's yeah. what I care about. But one thing I say to every, each and every single group, I don't care if they're a small group, treble ensemble, large mixed group, I don't care. I, one of the things I always say to them, especially in the lead up to season is, well, if you're going to spend all of this time and money and effort and resources and rehearsal, mm-hmm. like it's a competition. Someone should want to win. So yeah. you go, you perform like you want to win. And yeah. if, you get, if you do great and you get second place or third place or eighth, eighth place, mm-hmm. then that's what you got. But mm-hmm. like, um, can I just claim something that, yes. I, that I may not be competitive, but that doesn't mean I won't like help people win. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Mara doesn't care. I do care. Okay. I do. Right. Um, I call that sneaky okay. competitors. I think that just like, but also, so yes, competitive, but I think competition, excuse me, but I think um, maintaining a sense of community while mm-hmm. you're competing against each other. Yes. Is really and just because you are competing against someone doesn't mean that it needs to have any sort of like angst or yes. nastiness or any of that. I'd love to get compete. rid of that crap. Yeah, like it's a competition. We all know what we're wanting to do here, right? Mm-hmm. Like we all know that somebody has to get the biggest trophy at the end of the night mm-hmm. and hopefully, and we all know that someone is maybe not going to walk away with the mm-hmm. trophy that they want or with their trophy at all, but that doesn't mean that the community goes away. So just right. that supportive sense of community, um, even more, I would love to see, you know, celebrate more of its diversity. I think mm-hmm. that that's like a huge thing that 
goes away sometimes i feel like do you feel like it goes away every so every like few years in show yes. i feel like we get like two years where you're like oh my gosh we have mm -hmm. all this stuff and then we go like three or four years and you're like i feel like i just have been seeing the same thing huh? over yes. you know i totally so, feel that yeah celebrating celebrating the diversity but also like I don't necessarily love that word when it comes to things like show choir because diversity is like the ground level. Yeah. Like we all love show choir. <laughs> right. Diversity should just be the ground level. So like right. one thing that we talk about is the is the inclusivity and the equity of the of the activity. So that. that's mm -hmm. really, really important. Access to the activity, I think, access is probably to the, the key. Activity, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Access to it and also but also access for everyone to have the resources to yeah, like Yes, do it. that's what I mean inside of that. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Access to have the resources to do all those different things. That's one thing I would like to see in the next few years. And that I'm that that feels very broad and like kind of abstract. I think, but I think it's just, important though. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, just, you know, create, having that really positive sense of community while we're mm -hmm. competing against each other and being able to celebrate each other, mm -hmm. especially yeah. because life is like hard for a lot of people. Yes. And if you're in a space where you can celebrate people, even if it's just through singing and dancing, mm -hmm. then like you should be doing that. If you're in a space where you can celebrate the diversity of all the different people mm -hmm. all, and you can celebrate the, um, including all these people and making yeah. it a fun equitable space for everyone yes like those would be my major things and i'm sure it's much easier said than done but you know and I, again just advancing the art form just advance yes. the art form yeah like it's such a great thing advance it like do things better try new things like you know like build on what the platform are or build on the platform that it already has i think that those two things can go hand in hand though like i i haven't done an interview yet for this season where this particular show from last year hasn't come up mm. so this is kind of the weird undercurrent theme of this season apparently but omaha <laughs> south um which i'll find i'll put the video in the link i've always put the videos in the link whatever we talk about so i'll find it and i'll put it in the, in the links for you guys but um omaha south is um on the south side of omaha which is why it's called that which is mm. a largely hispanic neighborhood um okay. and it is technically a fine arts magnet school but it's also a neighborhood school so you have a little okay. bit of both of those things happening um, the director who's been there for, ooh, six, seven years, a long time now, actually, Tyler Grudemeyer, um, really, this was before the pandemic even, they wrote the show, and then they kind of shelved it because of the pandemic, and they finally got to do it this year, but it is a Dia de los Muertos show, and it is, oh, yeah. like, it's just celebrates so much of the, like, 95% of the culture of the yeah. kids who are in that program. Like knowing that it's like- Which how important for them to feel seen in that Yes, way. oh my gosh, I can't even tell you. Like there's so many like messages he got from like parents and friends and family members and community members. They were like zooming the show to Oaxaca and Mexico because their oh auntie God. wanted to see it and whatever. Like, because it, first of all, it was almost entirely in Spanish huge wow. a majority of I need to Spanish. see this never, yeah, I, I will I, send it to you it'll blow your mind um I could just cry talking about it. it's so great and if they are literally walking you through like what Dia de los Muertos is and how it's a right. celebration and when they get to the ballad in the middle of the show they roll the old friend that they've built out into the middle of the stage mm -hmm. and luckily like as a, as a society because Coco exists like I feel like there are we enough all people kind of that know, like, you know little like it. so it works out that that happened after of course that time frame but like they also have um a website, a QR code you could scan at the beginning of every show. They pulled up a screen that is like, if you want to see the translations, you can scan oh this. So like you could watch the show and like read the show okay, as you, you go. Need to send this to me like yeah, I know like, I will. I I'll send it immediately. We're gonna have to and, I'm, it. and I'm kind of annoyed that I have, <laughs> have never heard of this. I like 
geographics ruin I, everything sometimes for us. I like, hate that like I yeah. hate that I don't know that much about like the Nebraska mm-hmm. kind of that situation yeah. as yes. much. Being being a little bit cl- being more east, like more Midwest. We're not such so much our own west, bubbles but, of things. Like yeah. you just but in you know your what, little though, people say that about people say that about Indiana too. So like True. we get it. So like yeah. when they say they're like the Nebraska thing is its own thing, yeah. I'm like, we get it. Cause people come here and they're like, first of all, what even is going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I had no know, idea. Like, yeah. So like and like I said, when people are like, So wait, this school is like ten minutes away or yeah. ten minutes away from this. I'm like, Yeah, it's right down the street. And then that was twenty five minutes away. Like mm-hmm. it's just off the highway. You Omaha know? So, is like that. Omaha on Lincoln are like that where it's like everything's in like a 30 mile radius of each other's literally like yes, 15 that's schools Indianapolis. that you hear people about are yes. like, people are like wait that's in Indianapolis and so mm-hmm. I'm like yes 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 mm-hmm. all of that but these are all suburbs yes it's that same vibe. I need to like see this show I've never yeah. even you will love it. now I want to see it but that's but he took the concept of like first of all, giving the opportunity to be a part of this kind of world, right? Like by, you know, we made sure that we had access to it for kids that had no exposure to it growing up to that point in the high school program. So then on top of that, it's like, who's my community? Like, who are these kids? Who is here in this room? It's it's not about like, well, across town, they do this kind of story show and they use LED projectors. Okay, that's great. If that works for them and their school and their kids, that's wonderful. But like how amazing to be like that culturally responsive yes. and like his programming. Yes, to go, you know what? We could celebrate something that's uniquely us that really only we can do and turn uh, it into yeah. this incredible celebration. And they did fine. Like they competed well this year. It was a good show in that way. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like, you know, a situation where it's like, but they won grand championship every single time. But it, who cares? Like they didn't but care. Who, we didn't like, care. The Nobody cares. That are like, <laughs> the amount of people that are talking about it though and that yes. remember it and that are like giving them such great feedback on it. It will be like the thing has. we remember from that, from this yeah. area of the country. It'll be the thing that everybody remembers from the season for sure. That's amazing. Like, I can't wait to watch it now. Yeah, you're gonna just, you're gonna love it so much. And I love that he took the time to, and they did as a community took the time to go, who are we? What are we about? Like, that's yeah. why I say like create creatively it leans into that like I'm Mm. tired of seeing the same show done by different kids like I'm so ready to see your kids doing a show that is them you know even the groups that we work with and that like the directors that we work with we Mm -hmm. really try to like push them to be like okay there's space for a lot of different things what are your kids good at or what is something that sets your kids apart or what is something that your kids would respond to or be into more than like the school 10 minutes down the street because if you know, one more director gets on show Choir connect asking for songs for a rain show i'm going to just dis- just deactivate okay, facebook Jane like- randall i'm gonna tell you this right now that <laughs> one i'm not on facebook anymore because that's so scary but like there and I'm sorry if anyone listens and you get on Show Car Connect, like you're whatever, I like you, but- Sorry, you I, need to be aware that it's an interesting place, guys. It's, yeah. It, uh, like yeah. The, the the screenshots I get from people <laughs> that are like, I do yes. not understand what is happening. I know. And like, this is not meant to talk down to anyone. So I hope no one is listening. That's like a Show Car Connect, like- But learn, person. like keep asking but questions like, and learn, maybe yeah. not there. <laughs> but like, I mean, how many different ways can we do the rain show? And not that there's anything wrong with doing it, but at there this point, are like, innovative ways to do the rain show. Let's be real. You could are, do it in an innovative there way. There are very innovative ways, but it's not going to be crowdsourced like, on Facebook. <laughs> no, it's literally like, it's not like those people are not going to give you your ideas. Yes. Also, like, I, 
yeah don't yeah i don't be you be you be your kids be you do do what is gonna be for your kids mara's like really good about bringing that out of like our groups like we are pushing so hard i'm like what what can your kids do that Mm -hmm. no one else can do like Mm -hmm. what skills do they what are your special skills like that's where you should start that's like the start of the planning right i'm like that's for all my performer friends like what are the special skills like on that resume i'm like yes! what is your group resume what are the special skills what can and don't I do lie no like we do on do our it? resumes i know that right, you write like, horses but you really don't sure but like yes like, it really what, like, are the what can y'all actually do like and like i said mar and i get the opportunity to work with a lot of really different kinds of groups so we mm-hmm. just try to bring that out like what can you yes. do if you're not doing a story show, great. Like that's not yeah. for everybody. That's not everybody's judge. But what can your group do in this number that's like cool that nobody else can do? Mm-hmm. Like you know, what can you bring to the like, table? Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I I'm so glad you said something about it because now my brain is going like forty different directions. I can yell like, about why it. Why don't people days. listen? Why don't people <laughs> listen to that? Like, like we're just trying to always enhance our students, the kids yes. that we have. That's the whole point of all of this. It's about the kids. Yes, exactly. And there's this entire section of my book when I wrote it a couple of years ago that like I sent it to like, I sent the screenshot of it to like three or four of my good show choir friends before I sent it because I was like, Mm. is this going to get me banned from show choir? But it's saying like, (laughs) you have to put your ego aside. Like if you're doing this about what- Say that, Jen. Like you have to. Please talk about it, please. Like the, like I, she knows how I get about this. Like Mm -hmm. I have this like weird reputation that people think I'm sometimes a little bit like mean, but Mara's like, no, he just like does not have a lot of time for silly stuff. Like he just (laughs) does not. And the ego thing is a huge thing for me. Like, I don't, I can't. So I'll let Mara talk about that. Cause like, it's like, I can't deal with it. I mean, I think I, I think we talked about it. It's just putting your pride away and it's yes, not, put your pride away. It's not about you. Like, it's, like my dad said, it's about these kids. It's about the generation. It's about how you're making them feel. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about like, like, you can't just because you're an amazing dancer doesn't mean that your kids can do like a freaking pirouette, a double pirouette. Yeah. Like just do what's best for them. Be aware of who you're working with. And 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 I think also something that I love about us, and I can only really speak for us and and the people who I choreograph with, which which is Eric and then Tori. And Tori's mm-hmm. just the same ways. Yeah. We love to talk to the kids and yes. know them and and I, I don't know, I don't know other rooms, what it's like, but I get a sense of the group because I care about them. And I yes. know they're, I'm very good at n- knowing names. I'll mm-hmm. know everybody's name. Mm-hmm. And except sometimes in a, in a trouble group, it can get kind of hard, Ugh. but no, yeah, there's okay. some, a lot so, of indies. Yeah. Tangent for Jim Randall. Like, did, did you teach trouble when you were, when you were directing? I did, okay. Yeah. So did you, find it harder to remember the names in all treble ensembles yes because they all rhyme it feels like and there's like <sighs> six versions of the same name most of the there's, time there's i don't Isabella, bella izzy yeah yeah like, i don't a know a few years ago this was like when mars first started assisting me we had one group and they had seven Haley's in this group and I kid you not they were spelled six different ways of course they were of course I am a Jennifer who grew up in the 80s so I acutely am aware right, of that so, because there was Jenny and Jen own, and Jennifer and Jen, like did you only go by Jen or Jennifer I only went by full Jennifer my entire okay. life until through high school and then when I got to college people started calling me Jen 
but I was like, I'm gonna spell it with two ends. So fine. <laughs> and then no one would do that. Ever. And so I finally gave that up and like did the one in, but like, don't you call me Jenny. I am not a Jenny. Like there's a difference. I feel like that's you know? like a little kid's name. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't or know I, uh, I have that. some other feelings on that topic, but like, I know a couple Jennies now that I like are, that are great humans, but like at the time it felt very much like that was the bimbo name version of yes, my name. That's like, like the 80s name. Yeah. It was like Jenny, anything with the eh sound at the end of it was very Tiffany, like, she's Jennifer, an idiot. Oh, Brittany, Tiffany. Like, a million yes. Tiffany's for sure. Who knows anymore. Yeah, Mars, she's fantastic at it. It comes from working with those preschoolers probably. That's she's an impressive like, skill. She learns the- oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I know everybody, well, I sub sometimes. I taught preschool for a year. And Bless you. During the COVID and I was afraid that I was going to be unemployed. So I yeah. was two full-time jobs, but I am a killer preschool teacher. Like I bet ready for kindergarten. Okay. (laughs) I'm really good at names because little kids, like I just associate with the, with them, associate them with people I know. Yeah. So (laughs) I've learned that skill and I do that with my students. April James is like that too. It's amazing. Yes. Oh, I don't know how she does that. Yeah, I've seen her do that, and I'm like, how does yeah. she do that? Like, I do not understand. Every time, like, I'm like, it's, you wouldn't it's think crazy. It's video, but when when you know their names, yeah, the yes, names, that's important to them. And mm-hmm. and if I don't know, I'll be like, what's your name again? Like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, it. I and think we're better upcoming, in society about that nowadays. Yes. It used to be upcoming worse. choreographers and directors learn mm-hmm. your kids' names and address mm-hmm. them by their name every yes. single time. Like, mm-hmm. learn their names, like. Name that is maybe from a different culture like yeah no no do not do that no do not say and this is the or i'm just gonna call you whatever instead like oh yeah you You can you're just actively trying not to like we've had names like that and i have gone to the person i'm like say it for me yeah tell me exactly how to say your name i have recorded it i will take out my voice memo and be like say it for me so i can listen and practice three or four times like it's okay that you don't know every every secret to everything, but yeah. that you're aff- effectively trying and making an effort to connect mm-hmm. with children. That is what makes you one like good, but also just lovable and 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 makes that experience like oh, and relatable. Yeah, was choreographer and and they were so great and like yeah they pushed us, but like you I could tell they cared about us. Like that's yeah. Not- say about like Mm -hmm. it takes i i was somewhere it takes nothing to learn someone's name yeah and to say their name correctly it's free particularly if it's a long name if it's a big name learn Mm -hmm. it learn it learn it say it correctly every single Mm -hmm. time mar and i get the opportunity to work with a lot we have a lot of african students nice yeah long beautiful like Mm -hmm. names and i'm like and sometimes it comes easier to different people and but i always make sure even if i know how to pronounce it or if i have a good guess i will literally say it and be like did I say it correctly and if yeah. I didn't you need like please tell me Fix and if it. I mess it up mm-hmm. again tell me every single time I do not feel disrespected by that mm-hmm. like nor should you people, it's not your name <laughs> yeah, like, it's like like I just I love that she said that connect with your kids mm-hmm. and like be a human being for them and like oh, you know, a human, yes. like be a human being come in with good energy like just be yeah. nice and be mm-hmm. a pleasant person to be around like those mm-hmm. are really really important things i mm-hmm. feel like people just forget about be a good human being good well that's person. just society as a whole is kind of forgotten yes. that i think so maybe we can yeah, show like, fire fix it <laughs> like just be better like be a better person can you just be a better person that would be really, that would I be great try, there is a car across the street we'll see if i leave this in the final edit but there's a car that parks across the street from my house every day because i think it's like a nanny or a babysitter or something mm-hmm. um and they always have something written on the windows of their car 
that is um, negative about our current president. Um, okay. Okay. Like, and you know, like profanity. Like, find something else to do. Um, like, yeah. What? Like, why is this what you're also, spending your no time doing? Cares. Like, no one cares. Well, I don't want to look at it out my window every day. Like, I just this is unnecessary. Like, if it's we were having a conversation. And you want to tell me that? I mean, okay, fine. But like for me to have to, every time I see your car, have to also see an expletive. Like read the car and about, like, like see something insane on it. Like, yeah, there's no reason for that. It. Like well, be better people, be kind. Let's stop this. Yeah, you don't need that energy in the world. Like, no. You, you may have different beliefs. Okay, everyone mm -hmm. has opinions. But that doesn't mean that your opinion is more important than other people's. And you I should, know, yeah, I drive it around. Soapbox, but I'm not going to. Just don't put that negative energy. Go talk about it with your husband or your wife or whatever. Like, I don't want to have yes. to have a conversation with my nine year old about why the f word is on this person's car. But also, yeah. like, he knows who the like, president is. I don't is. even know how to answer that. Like, I, I don't, don't even know why it's on their car. So I just don't. don't look at it. I like, don't even know yeah. what to say. And of course, he's inquisitive, so he doesn't like care about that answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're like put a sign like, in your yard if you must, I guess, but don't do that. Like anymore. he's nine, and I have to explain why some like adult cannot act like an adult. Yes, because we would never do that. So why is that okay that this like sixty year old woman does that? I don't know, but I don't have a good answer for you. Like because humanity is sometimes garbage, but we're gonna fix that through show choir, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's such a great it's such a great medium. We all just need to be fixing the world's issues through singing and dancing. Show choir. Okay, time for the two questions everybody gets asked. I know okay. you've been stressed. The time is coming. I'm already Here we go. stressed about this. You can say more than one because oh, this is okay. the part that stresses people out. Okay, so we're going to go in order of favorite show that you've ever seen. You can't have had anything to do with it. And then favorite show that you have done, meaning you were either in it as a student, as a performer, or you were the choreographer or the director of it. So Mara's seen, going first. Done. I need to like okay. really think we're about gonna it. We're going to start with favorite show you've seen, Mara. Go ahead. Okay. I am actually going to look up what year it was. Okay. I was going to say, so I can always I Google if I have to, but thank you for that. <laughs> I want everyone to know that I am 28, so I have not been around as, you know, I don't know. Long but that's not people. like super, super young, though. <laughs> You're not like 12, you know. No, I'm so. not 12, but I'm just saying like, it's not that far. You're not going back to the eight, the 70s or the 80s. Yeah. Or the years. Okay. Except, <laughs> hold on. I think, yeah. Okay. So I am a big fan of um, just basically anything Dwight Jordan does. <laughs> um, I doubt he even knows who I am. Okay. Then it's one of three things in my head. I'm waiting to see if I guess it right. Continue. Um, yeah. Mar and I are Dwight Jordan stands. Like we will, oh, we will own it. I'm with day. you. Like, you can say that always. Yep. Okay. I loved, okay. I thought the 2020 vision show was really clever because guess what? We did a vision show in 2019. You're talking about Mount Zion? Yeah, Mount Zion. Yes. In 2020, he did a, tw a vision show. And I was like, we did ours in 2019. And Eric and I were like, well, we're complete idiots. Why didn't we wait? Like, why did we? <laughs> like, I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, okay. shit. I had literally never thought of that part. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mar I'm an and idiot. I, oh. Yo, like, Mar and I have, like, these, like, different looks that we would just give each other. And we just automatically know what, we're, what we mean. And, like, she looked at me when we watched that. And we were both just like. Are you I kidding said, me? I'm, like, I'm the dumbest person I know. I'm never judge gonna... that show. It had never even occurred to me. Okay, continue on. Yes. My favorite show great is one. another Mount Zion one is the prom show in 2019. I just, that is an excellent one. Um, it was so fun. I loved the little like short socks. I think, and I, I also am a huge fan of Connie Mulligan. I think I know I love her. Uh, we love her. Yes. Um, 
so I, I love seeing like fierce women and I, I look up to a yep. lot of women directors, yep. choreographers. So um, those would be, I'm a Mount Zion stand. Like, I just think they're great. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. They're always so They're fun. so good. They don't ever take anything too serious. And, and I just it always feel trendy. Them. And I mean that in the nicest way, like not in a it weird, feels very like, current, but yeah. also very honest at yes. the same time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fan. And I, I, I always, I'm like, what are they going to do this year? And mm-hmm. box thing. And then I judged them or I critiqued them at Marysville during the COVID year. And they couldn't. Oh they couldn't have their band because it was like a person limit of on stage oh. so they did their whole show with a track and crazy oh, um, the ending dance break of their closer was like the craziest thing i'd ever seen and i just like, dwight it was just like do, 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 on like the the speakers like busting marysville like and i was like okay i didn't even need band i loved no it. loved it it's fine <laughs> I'm a big fan, fan. Um, but okay, my favorite show. Um, okay, I'm gonna say I don't know. It's hard to pick a favorite. I I will say one I'm really proud of is um one that I kind of designed. Um, I had help, but it was definitely like my vision. I had Eric's help with it, but um, it's um Ron Colley Royal Rhapsody. They did their show this year, um, and it was about like high school and in like real issues that kids have and um they you know it's about they had it was kind of a story show of like not fitting in and yeah and and being lost and 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 they bought into it and those kids are great and the director kind of just let me be me in that yeah and I I love Joey Newton I think he's a great guy and a great director and and so I I don't I wouldn't say it's like my favorite because I'm proud of a lot of stuff we've done. Like it's always know. hard for choreographers. Yes. Yeah, Cause you do so hard. much. Yeah. Fisher sound this year was amazing. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. super impressed. I loved electric. Like there's a lot of things. So if my students are listening, I love all your shows. Um, but this one was really <laughs> special to me because I think it was the most me thing I've ever done. That's and a good answer. Yep. The kids just like, they, they made it better than I ever thought it would be. And that's why it's kind of my favorite. And and they were just super in tuned and, and it was really fun and, and they slayed it. So they yes. were like, no flex, but they, they went undefeated. Not that I'm about winning, but that was something. See, secret competitive. Look at you. <laughs> uh, they went undefeated. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would, I mean, and there's, and here's the other thing I love about them is they are a smaller group. They had, you love know, that. Like, yeah. they had 14 guys and 25 girls this year. Mm-hmm. So they're not a big school. It's a, it's a Catholic school, literally two minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. And, um I used to be Franklin Central's rivals with Ron Colley like in sports yeah. and so and so I like that that it's not they were amazing without having to have a 60 member group yeah and that was because every single kid bought in and every single kid cared and and they just I mean they were great so that I'm really proud of them and I'm proud of that so that's good answers look at you only two that I'm <laughs> impressed okay Eric it's your turn good luck okay like this is so so difficult because I have been watching show choir since like 1999 I know same <laughs> which like I'm sure there will probably be some listeners be like, I did not realize he was like 36 years old. Dude, like, I didn't realize you were 36 um, years old. So yeah. But as Mara said, we are Dwight Jordan fans here, mm-hmm. and also I'm a e like. If there was anyone that loved April James, like that would oh, just be yes. me because mm-hmm. I think she's a genius, she and is. I just think she's like her brain is like insane. I'm like I just want to live inside it for like a day and see yeah, what's happening. I can't in there. imagine. 
So I'm gonna go off of a few things. One, this is a very, it's not an old show. Well, wait, Jen, what year did you graduate from high school? 99. Okay, so we were like, you were like leaving yeah. high school as I was like coming in. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite shows to watch in Mar Noses because like, it's just such a great show because we, again, we love Mount Zion. Mount Zion, 2001, it's like the greatest show ever. It's 12 and a half minutes long. It is like full out from the very first step like I know what you're talking about yeah it's Mm -hmm. you know it's like so good and Mm -hmm. it was one of the first it was actually I saw them live at Center Grove that year Mm -hmm. um that was one of the very first show choir competitions I ever went to yeah and um as you know Lafayette Jeff is a huge program here in Indiana and that's what that was like when Lafayette Jeff was like really in their heyday and like doing Mm -hmm. really well and um Clinton was also there at that contest and everyone was was talking about like the stack day Lafayette yeah Mm -hmm. they were talking about like the Clinton versus Lafayette Jeff and um, the reason it has kind of like a nostalgic thing for me because it was one of the first show card competitions I was allowed to go to like with friends like my my parents oh. allowed me to go and Fine. so like I'm like a, like a fresh I think I was a freshman and I'm like watching it and so like all of like my older like the upper class when they're talking about like yeah. oh it's Clinton it's Lafayette Jeff you know yeah. I'm like and finally like they're all talking and I'm like um who is this group from Illinois because yeah. <laughs> I'm like they're dancing better than everybody here and I'm like they're killing it yeah and it's just like such a fun show it's highly entertaining mm-hmm. and it just kind of encompasses all the really cool things about show that I think are very cool about show fire it was it was very genuine. The music was fun and they just killed it. Like it's from beginning to end. You were just like watching it and just every kid was like in it. They were yes. killing it. Like the choreography was so good. Like I firmly believe that like that show could be done in its entirety, like exactly how it is right now. Yes. And it would be mm-hmm. very competitive. Like Absolutely. I really believe that because it's just so good. It was so entertaining from like yes. start to finish and just really, really great. So that's like the one that I always watch and like Mara knows me and a couple of our other it's friends. It's like your comfort like, show. <laughs> it is. It's my comfort show. And there's yep. also like a few little like poses and things in there that I just am obsessed with. So that I'll just mm-hmm. be like, do you remember this? Like, it's just such a great show. So yes, yes Mount Zion, we, we love Mount Zion. And she, yes, Connie Mulligan now, we love her. She's the yes. best. And also, I'm going to go, I'm sure you've gotten this answer before from someone that's like from our age group, but Clint Attaché 2004 is like, yes, mm-hmm. like why, like April James just was like, I had never seen anything like I drove all night before. I had never. I was going to say, it's I drove all night, I think is what like drives people yeah, into I that think one. The show is so beautifully God. written, I think in general, so I think the programming and the pacing of it is just mm-hmm. beautiful. Like it's just, the costuming was amazing. Like there mm-hmm. were all those things, but I think just in terms of like that clo- I think that was like a um I think that was a culture shift for show choir. Yes. Like, I drove all night it was mm-hmm. such a culture shift you started to see more things like color blocking after yes that. you started to see um a lot more of that like kind of like heavy driving pop closer mm-hmm. type thing um I just think it's like such a cultural moment in the like genre of show choir and I mm-hmm. feel like Dwight and April just like it's just amazing and you're talking about that heavy pop driving type closer like i know there are people listening going what else what other options would you have because that's so the norm now guys there was an entire period of time where everybody did tap everybody was doing everyone did musical theater and specifically a tap number as a closer for an entire period of time i don't know why that was the thing we were obsessed with do you think that that was like that was probably like an eight to ten year period right yes it it was was a long time (laughs) there were three like it was like musical theater 
Yes. Like it was I like musical. Fabulous feet, literally this week. <laughs> Did you tap? Time. Yeah. <laughs> See, but, but it's now like, it's like a throwback. That's fine. It's a but throwback the fact now. That it's like everybody it's did like it. Nostalgic now, but back then, like everyone did it. It was like you, Jen knows this. It was like either the musical theater, like big kind of like production numbers. Yes. Or it was kind of like those, like, do you remember when like the Christian pop became really, oh my gosh. really. There was like a three year micro generation of time yes. where everybody where, like, was doing. They, everyone was yes. doing Christian pop for yes. like, that was either your opener, your, like people were opening. Open or closer, yes. You know, girl, like it was, it was always that the Christian pop or like the musical theater. And that was, yes. like, that was like pretty much what you saw. And sometimes yep. you would get like some old school, like you would get like some disco thrown in there or something you, like that. You are literally describing my brother's junior year, 2003 show opened oh, see, with a okay, Sandy Patty. Had a secondary okay, like jazz all, number. Sandy I don't Patty's from, is from Indiana. We love Sandy Patty. I love so Sandy Patty I love also. Her. I've worked with her. I love her. She's the best. But... We love Sandy Patty. I'm just saying, as far as the archetype of what we're discussing goes, yes, I don't yes. remember what the ballad was. And then the fourth number, I can't remember the fourth number. Oh, disco. It was a disco medley. Yeah. And then the closer was literally a lot. Was it Aladdin or Fabulous Feet? It was one of those two. And yeah. It was a top number. Literally, like you, that was what that, that was, was the show. Genres. Or like someone, sometimes you would throw in like an 80s song in there or like an 80s. Like <laughs> they a did, that was it. They did Sharp Dressed Man. They did Sharp Dressed Man. <laughs> That's what it was for the second spot. <laughs> so we're just give, we're giving everybody like a history here's your history lesson a guys history redux on like that was literally <laughs> what you saw and so like early odds like, yeah 2004 really that was like the that was right. like the, the mm -hmm. i think like that show with clinton and like yeah. that show um and there was a group here um i'm gonna shout out indiana group real quick the north central counterpoints were one of the mm. first groups that was always doing pop music like yes. that was heavy heavy pop music mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. but there was like but to me like that clinton show was like a cultural shift in show choir yes. where you're starting where you start where it started to shift kind of more into what you see today mm -hmm. and like you know i mean i feel like for like a solid four years you can probably agree with this too for a solid four to five years everyone was doing like shows kind of like borrowed based Yes. Built around kind of like the formula of that show. Yes. For it sure. became Especially very formulaic. Closers. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So well, then we like... ended up sort of more into the story time of things. Yes. Because like California started doing more of the story mm -hmm. and that really like yeah. exploded. And then but if you think about that Clinton show, though, yeah. If you think about that Clinton show, though, it was like a story in that show. The which through is like, line concept. Yeah, I think like that, that was the beginning line, of that. Mm -hmm. line, and you started to see like the mm -hmm. beginning of that. If you follow the numbers, it kind yeah. of did tell a little bit of a story. Yeah. But then I think people kind of like just multiplied that. But mm -hmm. like I said, I just that's probably my favorite because it's such a, it's cultural a great show shift. it's mm -hmm. it's so good like i might have to go watch it after this because i think it's absolutely so gonna do that that's my favorite part about this is when i go edit the episodes i have to find the links to all of these to put yeah. in so that i inevitably end up just watching everything it's we discuss so good like again so like i think someone soul. could do that someone could do that show in 2023 and probably it would do stand really, up really well it would mm -hmm. be so good no um, one should so, do that just to be clear like, everyone don't but, do that like, whole show but, no that's plagiarism but like and i also <laughs> don't think that i also don't think that anyone should ever do i drove all night again no one will ever no, do better it's so what we retire it. the jersey you know we retire yeah. the song it's retired yeah. like um, no one could touch it after that you mm -hmm. can't do it any better than what it was so those mm -hmm. would be like my two favorites so like i said i'm a huge april and dwight man yeah so shout out to them um, it's hard to pick anything that I've worked on because I've been doing this for so long, but definitely mm -hmm. I would feel like the last kind of few years I've really kind of hit a lick a little bit with some things. I love the stuff that we do for our treble ensemble. Yeah. Um, I'm probably one of the few 
male or male identifying choreographers that loves to choreograph for treble ensembles. Mm-hmm. I think it's so fun. I have such a good time with them and I'm lucky that I get to do it with really great groups here. So I love the stuff we get to do with um with our treble ensembles. Fishers mm-hmm. was really, really great this year. Um we had a lot of fun with them and um they're just they're just really great kids and we do a lot of really great things. I think I kind of boil it down more to like numbers that I've done and not yeah. necessarily full show. And that's fine. That I mean, sense. yes. I mean, um, yeah. A couple of years ago, Mar and I did a show with, about puppets. Hardest, okay. one of the hardest things I've ever done because oh, I'm like, how yeah. many different ways? I think Mar. Who wanted, did that? I think it was Fishers. It was a mixed group. It was like 2019, 18 or 19. I can't remember. I 18. Yeah, that was funny because it ended up being one of our better shows, but we both were like, what is happening? We wanted to, I think we both wanted to collectively jump off. (laughs) Like It pushed us out of our box and and we made it like, I mean, I'm not trying to be, but it was really good. And it it kind of put Fisher's Electrum like, yes, elevated them up a little bit and not that they weren't great before because they were, but people were like, and, and um, Greg did a great job with the show design. Like it was his idea and like, and I was like, oh my gosh, what? But it made us better because yeah, this tango, it was so cute. I love the tango. Uh, I can't wait to look that up. Trying also, to like create tango for like pup, like they're supposed to be puppets. <laughs> I'm like, oh. We tapped in the closer. I'm we tapped dead. in the closer. I love it. Again, I don't mind so, it now. I just, I'm okay that we're not literally always tapping in closer style. Right. Also, uh, my uncle and aunt live in Fishers. So now we've come full circle to- Do they really? The, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, they live in Fishers. So yes, welcome. I was born I, in you Indianapolis. Didn't know you had, oh, were you really? My <laughs> dad was in the Air Force when I was born. And okay. Fort Benjamin Harrison was like an yes, army that's fort. that's where I grew up, literally. Okay, yes. okay. Well, he was in charge of DENFOS, which is, uh, not literally in charge of, he was part of DENFOS, which is Defense Information School for all yes. the branches of the military. Mm-hmm. And so he was part of the Air Force stuff that was there. And so was my grandpa. And that's okay. how my parents met, is my dad was my grandpa's com- commanding officer, which I know sounds weird, but my dad was an officer and my grandpa was Got enlisted. It. So it was, it was you know, the different structure of that. Um, but yeah, that's why... Um, yeah, that's why they were right over there and the condos because that was that is, basically at the fort. Jen, I want oh, you to girl. know that those condos still exist. Like I, they are. They we are moved right them there. out of it four years ago. I think is when they finally were old enough that they just couldn't live on their own anymore. And like my husband and I went to India. That's the last time I've been, and like helped them move. And I it's like I have such there. strong nostalgia about those dang condos. Like I'm like They're I can't believe they're not the gonna live there. Are still there. They're uh, right down the street from the high school. I so used happy. to pass it driving to school every day. Like that's kind of crazy. Um, we had um, we take the kids anytime we would go. Like or when we went as kids, they would always take us to the children's museum. You have like the best children's yes, museum in the country. Does. Yes, like it's amazing. So good. And like, obviously the race, like we've, I've been to the race one time and then every year. Oh yeah. It's good for you. I love that. My son is super, super into racing and cars in general. So like now that he's older, we want to go back one time and like take him. So I'll tell you what year we come. Margo's every that. year. Her family's super into it. Like they throw like I a race party that. and everything. Like we sit right on the start and stop finish line. My gosh. In the pagoda. And my so my grandpa had those tickets since like 1952. And then because oh. my grandma I love this. liked to watch the pit stops, you know. And so because most people you want to sit on a turn. So when you go right on a shady turn. 
but my grandma wanted to watch the pit stop. She wanted to watch when they announced. How the adorable is that? And so when my grandpa passed, they, you know, were in our, they're in our family now. Yeah. As they always were. But, um, so yeah, we, I've gone probably 10 years now. My parents. Oh my gosh. I love that. I will absolutely tell you when we come to do it yeah. so that you can, uh, we can okay. hats. like that's and incredible. go to the children's museum yes oh we will take them to the children's museum we do I can't think of the name of the bakery but there's a bakery on that south side part that we always my grandpa loves it's like his favorite thing I'll look it up in Texas too uh, but like bakery? yes it's Long's, Long's yes oh my yeah. gosh like and so like we did all that when we moved them out of the condos like we were like yes. what are all the things that we have to go do and we were staying at um whatever at the cross uh, Kingston, at Kingston, the, at the Kingston at the crossing uh, was where we stayed that was where our hotel was and Long's um, Bakery is a little bit of a drive from there it was everything was because we were nowhere near where they were obviously Indianapolis is like uh, a big circle it's exactly like a big, huge circle because we were staying there because we needed to go to aunt and uncles and fishers sometimes which right, is a little easier fishers, right yeah. there but um but it was oh we I've done New Year's Eve in Indy like with my husband and I when we were first married we've done that okay a next times. time you come here we're gonna hang out like you I've seen so the Pacers Indy. live I've seen the Colts live like right yes, I, you, I didn't know you had so many indiana I, well, we only lived there for like when i was very little like i yeah. I was gone before i was one so like it, we have a lot of connections but i've never really lived there in my mind i'm so. gonna have to tell someone about this arbor condo so that thing is like blowing my mind because am that crazy I have I, the amount of times I've driven past there in my lifetime, and I have literally never known anyone that lived in there, but I just know that they exist. Like the yeah. Arbor Condos on 56th Street, right yep. across from Lawrence Central High School. And so I literally pass it every day. To my grandparents to lived there. <laughs> like to leave school to go to dance, I would pass it. To like go to friend's house, I would pass it. You know what I mean? So they like, were cute. I loved their condo. It was a no, very like those floor pans now. Do you know how much people would pay for that floor pan now? Like I think that all the time when I think about that, I'm like that would be an incredible place to live. Oh, my mom says I was born at Community East Side Hospital. Oh, so Community not East. That. That's like closer to tomorrow. It's not yeah, too far, but not what I said. East, yeah, but it's she was the, like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to the episode, mom." Jen, I'm curious to know what your favorite, what your two favorite shows are. Because we're both, we're like in the same time period ish. So I, I don't feel know. like anyone's ever asked me that. I ask what? people that all the time. I never have. And to you never have gotten the question. I want to know. I'm 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 curious. Ooh, you know what? I would probably have to rank it by time frame. Honestly, okay. like I think I'd have to do it like generationally because otherwise I I'm like you. I yeah. just couldn't come up with it. But like. For sure, I have like a lot of like emotional tie, of course, to like literally that time frame we're talking about with, with my brother's show, like the mm. 2003 year with all of those things that we're laughing at. Yeah. Like that would be like my early time frame of that that I love. But I also really, really love um, it's a Mitchell show from 2000 or from 1997. Yeah, I think it's the 97 one. Um, and that was like, it was like Stephen's senior year, Stephen Todd's. Okay. Um, you have to, I'll put the link in the bio. You can go watch it. But it for me, it's so like, it's a small town, you know, like Mitchell. You just have town. like an emotional like, connection. Yeah, it. it's like, it's so great to see. Like you were saying, like with a smaller group of kids out there, like killing it, like they're competing at Mount Zion. They're competing at like for Turbo against these big, you know, well-known schools. And they're like killing it. So I love that. I love, of course, the local stuff just from my heart. I would always say 2004 Adashe. That's on my list. I would absolutely like, say it's, that. It's the best. hundred percent. So hands down. Um, and then you get into like, I would say 09. So the, I love California stuff. So like, I would say 09. Um, Burbank. Burbank for sure. Um, yes, 2012 so Burbank is my all-time favorite. Number. So good. Prodigal. I saw Prodigal live. I was there like at a comp. I was at Los Al's comp and I was there. Steph Hyatt, 
Ben Eklund was there with us too. And like, we were all sitting in a row and it got done. And like, mm-hmm. everyone's standing and clapping. And I looked down the road, we're all just sobbing. Like, everyone's like, what just <laughs> what happened? It was so, such a complete vision of a show. Like, that was really the first time I felt like I had lived inside of something that was a full story, like in yeah. the moment. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, that's incredible. Um, I do love Harry Potter, Los Al, 2011. Okay. It's a great show. Mara is a Harry Potter stan, so anything with Harry Potter, she's That's like- same. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for that. Um, I met the kid who played Harry that next year while of we course. were there watching, wow. and I was a lunatic about it because nothing says normal like a 30-year-old woman who's You're like, like, I'm a amazing. Couldn't, couldn't handle myself. I was an idiot. Um, and then uh, 2012, Wheaton, Warrenville South, the uh, Wizard of Oz show. A masterpiece, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pete Dwight, like just and, and them that year. John Burles is just such genius too. So like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, how have I skipped um Wabonzi Valley the year that they did Simple Gifts? What year is that? 2013. Yes, and then I the second it, right. num- oh the second number eight could have been me. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like so I could do Kirk most Franklin's of that yeah, choreo right. for sure. <laughs> um, Kirk yeah. Franklin lives in Dallas, and so like I get real hyped. Yes, yeah, 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 Dallas Fort Worth. Yeah, <gasps> I love me some but, basketball. Oh, to add to my list, like Wabonzi Valley 2014 were probably on my list. Okay, like, I'd add that too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good Mark one Myers too. is a genius. Like I, he, Mark, Mark Myers, Myers is, is like I'm like, with you. That's the that's the dude. Like he's the dude. Like he sorry, like gets like, it. Um, and then we get into like I love some Ankeny shows. Like I love um the year the last that was my year first that they were not split. April though the first time I saw mm-hmm. April group it was Ankeny. That was the first mm-hmm. it, that was the first April group I ever saw. Well, they split the high school in like 2013. I think they split it into yeah. two. And so the last year it was just the one high school and it was Lester Miller who also is a genius and like April Corio and they did uh titanium is the opener and they did it with these like completely frozen faces because they're talking about being plastic and the two sides of yourself so 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 good um and then their black swan show which was two years ago i've seen that i've seen that so good and then the last one would be uh two last two would be yellow wallpaper which is linmar iowa which if you've never seen woo I also mm. the phone, the Linmar one when they did the phone. The, oh, okay, yeah, that, that was awesome. Pretty much anything Linmar in the last five, six, seven years um, <laughs> has been like awesome. But oh, the yellow wallpaper is just it's really good. Such a mind fuck. It's my podcast. I can say bad words if I want. It's so good. And then it's so good. Uh, this year, I have to say the the Omaha South show. Like it, the, I'm gonna throw out another yeah. one too, just because their director is like one of my best friends. Franklin Central FC Singers 2018 is like mm-hmm. one of the like I've never heard kids sing like that and like just so consistently all the time and like they were just so good and the show was so well programmed and well paced and they they just that that was such a fun year to kind of be with them that year and travel with they were just they were phenomenal the show was so great and just the singing the singing the singing like yeah the singing old school fc singers 2014 oh yes the flood show was really good. Oh, some, some yes. Some That's some mm-hmm. good singing over there. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to hear some people that can sing, um, yes, that would be, and I'm going to throw out another of our friend Kyle Barker. Car- I love Can- Kyle. Yes. Carmel Kyle Barker. The Can Can show was like, the movie yes. show was like, mm-hmm. something else. So, so, so good. He so and I are dance partners almost always at SCA. For one number, we try to be each other's dance partner. Because <laughs> um, we're just like sort of terrible, but not terrible. Like, we're that level of like, we can mm-hmm. basically dance. We are not great. Like, it's so, so it's we're a good. Gonna get, you're going to get through it. But it's yeah. a good mash together. Uh, we did uh, Ellie. 
Jordan's number from 20, I guess maybe 18 when she did Budapest. Budapest, I remember the my head, the, 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 yeah, I, I could that. not get it. I mean, it was one I of mean, the, it's like it defeated me. I could not get it. And Kyle is like, you know what though? The, honestly, love you, Ellie. I love you, Ellie Jordan. You're the best person on the planet. That choreography, now that I go back and think about it, some of that was a little challenging just because there were so many different, like, kind of like rhythms in it and the yes! footwork of it. And yes! I was like, and I remember learning it and being like, I got it, but also like, do I have it? Because oh, like, I legit I'm cried. Not... Like Steph Hyatt and I are like part roommates, you know, and like we're in our little suite, and I'm like, you did teach this to me again. And she's like, it's just gonna be what it is. And I'm like, I can't be this bad at it. <laughs> like, right. Yes. No, I remember there was some there was some heavy footwork in that number. There was Ellie, like girl, some... what in the world? <laughs> I love you, Ellie Jordan. You're she a said figure it out. She said figure it out. Yeah, she basically yeah. did. And so I did by crying at other people, not at Ellie in rehearsal. That was how I saw that was making other people like rehearse with me. And like Brennan, um, and like who else was there? Meg Carroll oh, I'm sure was Brennan with was us. So I'm sure Brennan and Meg were so sweet and patient with you the whole time. They really time were, they were just, actually. Like, they were incredible. Meg, Meg and Carol is the sweetest person on the planet, so I'm Truly. sure she just kept helping you the whole time. And she Brennan was. was she so literally, like, held my like, hand and was like, it's going to be okay. You will get this. <laughs> like, it's okay. And then, um, who else was with us? Oh, uh, Cam Weiler from um, Alabama. Oh, the, <laughs> one of my best friends on the planet. Cameron's, like, over in the corner, like, I don't care if I don't get it. It's going to be whatever, guys. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Like, she's the one who's like, don't worry about it, you know? But Cameron's also going to put herself like on the front row and yes. she's going to smile yes. right so <laughs> She's going to sell out, it. <laughs> shout out to Cameron Weiler. You are one of my favorite human beings on oh the gosh. planet. I You'll love get her to so see much. her at camp this summer. I know she's going to both of them. So she's she'll going be to both. both. Yeah. Yeah. We just talked the other day and she's like, I'm coming to both. So I'm really excited about it. Oh actually. my gosh. This is the one year I just cannot make it because I have a child now who's in high school. I was going to say, you have like, two kids that are like busy. I hate it. It makes me, I mean, I love my kids, but I hate like not <laughs> being able to like just do what I want to do whenever I want to do it that's the deal with kids that's sort of how that works <laughs> so yes. I was like can't I can't just, be gone you can't just jet off for a week to be no gone. but it's like I have a job what happens to our children for these seven days I'm like I don't know I'm gonna be a well, SCA I, so <laughs> at this point I'm like what am I gonna do with my dog for seven days like I don't even know what I'm gonna you do you can't board dogs you can't board children people that's frown true. upon that in general <laughs> if you try to like <laughs> send your kids away well um, I am dead I thank you so, 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 so much for doing this. This was a blast. I knew we were going to have a great time chatting. So I, yeah. this was fabulous. I love this. I'm excited. Okay. Bye guys. Thank you guys. Bye.